I think I should lower the music. What's up, everybody? This is Sports Goose number 122. Why, does, why, why is this not switched on the graphic here? I don't know. It must have not synced to my computer. But regardless, we're here. I'm Francisco. I'm joined by Charles. Andrew is, uh, once again, you know, big timer. You know, he, he's, he's a big timer. He's, he's got to you know, do other things. He's, I, uh, I feel... I feel that you know it's basically he's he's going the way of the Justin Timberlake, and we have to just accept it. Yeah, you know, you know, bye bye bye. Yeah, or or like an SNL cast member just who just who just made it, just made it, and they're, they've moved on. They're 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 yeah. too big for us, you know. So well, yes, well, Norm McDonald did yet, but you know he always <laughs> has that potential with his love of uh, UCF. No, well, Norm McDonald got kicked out of snl you know what i mean but he came back you know, i mean he came back to host and then he had like that epic monologue where he basically said the show sucks now <laughs> yeah and that would be an andrew he'd be like ucf you know because I, I can see what's gonna happen he's gonna get hired by his alma mater watch to be like face nah. representation no he, he'll, he'll he'll leave the show mackenzie milton will be drafted by like the Jacksonville Jaguars or something and become the greatest quarterback <laughs> ever and they win a super bowl for the titans do and then he'll come back <laughs> get on you yeah. for your Milton hate. <laughs> You're like you miss me yet? And I'll be like, yeah, you guys didn't even play when we lost. But we'll save that portion for him because I know he's going to want to gloat about saying that's going to be the best Florida team, even though mm. they literally beat nobody this season. Your most recognizable game was the game you lost to Cincinnati. But uh, who's counting? Yeah, My petty asses. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, Andrew, uh, we expected him to start the show, but whatever. He's going to come back after hearing what the, the bullshit the college football playoff committee says about whatever rankings and stuff like that. And then he'll come back here and he, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll listen to him rant about it. Do we, do we want to be curmudgeons? Who would dedicate their time to wait for something to be released when they could just do a show and play games and just check their Twitter feed or ESPN? <laughs> yeah, Y'all nerds. Oh, so, man. He's so, waiting 8.30 to watch a Spider-Man trailer. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what it's releasing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that'll probably break the internet right there. Uh, but, Charles, you're playing Dreams. That's your game. Well, you, we can start with gaming. Why not? Let's go. Let's see what we've been playing. Uh, you, you've had a bit of a dilemma as far as what to play during the show. Yeah. Now you're yeah playing you that. need something that is fun but also not too thought-provoking or in-depth so dreams is going to be to create a game and play other people's games kind of thing i was stuck between legend of zelda hyrule or uh, age of calamities yeah which has been a non-sponsor for you and i may or may not it depends because i also i also like to have like you know two alternates 60 hours and but with the show man like look how long it took me to do i played pokemon predominantly during the show and that was like 48 hours so it makes mm-hmm. sense times where i just played it to listen to like um audiobooks and whatever so it worked in between but we did diablo 3 so it's like i like to have one designated switch game and one designated playstation 4 game to play well, you know what people um, can also yeah. have designated charles that can have surviving the aftermath they can have that you know it's it's available now. Got PlayStation Five, Four, your Xbox One, your Series X. Heck, it's on the Switch too and PC. You can download that. Maybe it's something that we go to if they ever give us free download codes. Yeah. Just play. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I've been playing Forza like crazy. 
Forza Horizon 5. I, I can tell. Yeah. You and Doug popping in that work yeah. for hours. And like, oh, Holy yeah. crap, man. It's one, one of the few games I can actually get, I can convince Doug to to kind of get hooked on. And you know what? He he said something funny to me before we started playing it. He's like, because he, he put in mad hours in Horizon 4. Like, mad hours in that game. That was his, that was his after work is over, moves away from the desk, sits down in the chair, and just listens to a podcast and play for hours on end until he falls asleep. That was his game for, for I guess, the last couple years now. And so he, he, he did pretty much a lot of things you can do in that game. I started playing it. We played a couple of co-op sessions. But, but for me, it was new. For him, it was just like going through the, the motions. And then Horizon 5 comes out, right? It's supposed to be like five times bigger. To Mexico, you know, much much more colorful, much more intriguing than I than I thought the UK was in the last game, and and I was like, Doug, this 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 is going down. I I, I was I was looking forward to it because I've been enjoying the Forza Horizon series, and he was like, Yeah, man, I don't know if I'll put in as many hours. I feel like Horizon Four was my peak. <laughs> Boy, was he wrong? Oh, he was wrong. Dude, our last play session lasted four hours. Four hours, right? Four glorious hours of us just dicking around, playing playing some races, exploring the world, exploring Mexico, doing some online multiplayer. I mean, this was this, this game is legitimately fun. It's it's super polished. I, I haven't found many, if any, glitches at all from this game, which is super amazing given how big it is. That's, that's kind of like Microsoft's bread and butter in the last two generations. Yeah. Forget Halo. Yeah. It really has been. Um, Forza. Forza. I think yeah. I played Forza Motorsports 3 when yeah. I had it on the 360, and I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But racing games, I'm weird with because it's like I like them, but everything has a lifespan. The same way with um, I would feel, oh my God, there's a whole dearth of games I can play. But the same way I feel when it comes to fighting games mm-hmm. is the same way I feel about racing games. You know what I, I mean? Yeah, no, I, I completely get you because I, I get this urge to play racing games, and it, it's 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 like a it's like this 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 kick, and it's just like this blaze of of glory of me just playing racing games and 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 blasting right through them, and then once I get it out of my system. I probably won't want to go back for like maybe months on end, six more months later, or maybe even a year later. Cause I had that earlier this year when I was playing need for speed, most wanted. And I'm like, yeah, I, I those, those can come and go real quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and that one was more, I was motivated to beat the game, beat the storyline, beat whatever. And that, that was fun. But Forza's, I think is one of those games that you binge, you binge like crazy. But then once you get, once you've had your fill, and you, I've had, uh, let's see, I've, I've played this game already like, like think like, twenty hours now, twenty hours of gameplay since it came out. So what's and, the difference between Horizon and um, the other one? Which one? Uh, Need for Speed? Or, no, no, no. I, I know that. Or the uh, or the regular Forza Motorsport. The regular and, series, right? The yeah. Well, the regular series is kind of like I don't know. You play Grand Turismo, I'm assuming. Um, yes it's more yeah more well and a lot of people feel that way feel that forza is actually superior to it but it's more about like the simulation aspect of racing 
So hey, gotcha. customized. It, it's it's more realistic in that sense, and I, I can't get with that. That's that's too much for me. I'm not a car guy, to be honest. You know, I just uh, give me something fast, give me something flashy, or give me something stu- stupid and fun. <laughs> Heck, the Warhog from Halo is in this game, and I was playing. I was right racing with that because it's stupid and fun, right? That, that's that's the kind of stuff that I like. So like. Uh, Horizon's more about exploration, open world, you know? That's why I like Need for Speed Most Wanted, because it's open world, exploration. Oh, you know? That kind of way is just going to appeal to anybody who likes to just screw around in yeah. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, you, you dick around, you you do tricks, you you, you set high scores, they, they got ramps, they got all kinds of stuff, man. You know, you can you can do that. You can, I don't know what Surviving the Aftermath looks like a uh, like a strategy game, from what it looks like, from, from the trailer that, that's popping up on us, but hey, they're, they're, they're they're sponsoring us and they're going hard today on our on our show. So listen, free download code. Yeah, right here. Just throw it yeah. to us. Yeah, for real. And Forza has been. I mean, it, I, I I haven't. I don't think it'll it'll be. It's not my non-sponsor for this week. It's not. But I haven't thoroughly enjoyed it for sure. Um, and my 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 Xbox Game Pass subscription is about to lapse my 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 free three uh three month trial is about to be over charles and i i cannot and i cannot justify continuing it to be honest yeah but Um, you got the black friday deals man i know and you and you're sending them to me and and you know my tendency to hoard video games is a live one just because i sold off and made a bunch of money on my old collection doesn't mean that i that I still don't have that tendency. I'm much. I'm. A, I'm an addict. I know this. I, I, I've accepted this. I've accepted this. Okay. I have a PlayStation. I have a crackhead PlayStation Three. Okay. <laughs> Under any other normal circumstances, I shouldn't have bought this, but I, I. But I did. But I did. I wanted to play God of War. I wanted to play Metal Gear Solid Four because Konami has not re-released that game on anything else, right? And they took down MGS Three and Two from like PC. And a bunch of other, mm-hmm. I think, I think even on PlayStation and Xbox as well. So you need to find a physical copy. So I, I'm, I'm getting these now before they all go away. Heck, Rockstar uh, took down the the old collection of Grand Theft Auto Three, Vice City, and San Andreas from PC and PlayStation, whatever, that was just a so good they decision. so so they could re-release the trilogy, which oh, g- good business decision. But holy crap, are people pissed off at them for their uh, hack job? of the the newest re-releases of these games so uh i i i'm not buying it it it, it doesn't i i'd rather i'd probably just rather get it on like 360 or ps3 just like whatever it'll be cheaper that way too i don't i don't see the incentive to go back to a grand theft auto game when you've actually played four and five yeah and four and five are just so technically sound. They're not look. I'll say right now, five's not as fun as the OG ones. And I know that's sacrilegious to some people because five has been able to get pimped out on three generations. But the truth is, the truth, kids, and the truth yeah. hurts, as Lizzo would say in her music. Yeah. But and people keep buying it, and there's no incentive to make a six. So, I mean, not like yeah, they aren't making a, a six. Who wants to run people over? Yeah, that's the thing. We'll, we'll probably see the six one in like 2023. I bet that's probably when we'll see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, that'll be 2024 <laughs> or 2025, uh, something like that. Uh, so I, I I played through that, um, and I, I I need to get to Age of Calamities DLC that popped off this month as well. 
the the final extra chapter to the to the series uh, so so that'll be good and i i i'm trying to think of like like i always get my sister like a switch game for christmas i don't know what to get her this year i'm not sure mario golf uh i don't know if she's a golf I don't, we've never yeah. played we don't we never own mario golf i don't know if she she has the patience for like it. i never had i never had a mario tennis and i loved aces i popped in what 25 hours on that when yeah. you're just a mario character like mm-hmm. swapping it's fun playing people yeah but you also, i actually appreciate golf for what it's worth so yeah yeah it's also not the season of Nintendo games right now. No, they, for they, me it is. They, I'm I and Dread hardcore. Yeah, and I might get my dad that Zelda Game and Watch because I, I yeah. think he would appreciate that. Um, but aside from that, I, I'd rather. I, I'll see. I'll see if I, I get my sister a, a Switch game or something. She's still going through something, but. Yeah. I mean, now I, I got to plan out what my because I know this this racing game itch will be ending, and soon I won't be able to play Horizon Five because I'll let my Game Pass go. So like, yeah, that's what you think? Yeah, <laughs> I will. I will. I will. I've spent enough money on games this this year, even though I can actually get a, an extra month for like a dollar. So, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what my next game is going to be, and I feel like it needs to be a triple A title. It can't be like. I, I these little indie games or or the or even like the retro retro games from like like an NES or Super Nintendo game. It has to be like a uh, and look at that Forza Horizon Five is actually sponsoring us. Um, it, it <laughs> oh, this is bad. This is bad. Yeah. You're like oh oh, you trying to leave me? Oh, no, we got no, Fortnite, no, no. we got Rocket League, Horizon Five right now, Xbox Series X. Sorry. S- Sorry, but the truth is. Oh truth. my God! Damn, this, this look at the Xbox Series S. My God, Microsoft really does not want to let me go. Now that they got me, they got me with all these. They're like everybody's things. gonna hate. Everybody's like everybody's gonna hate Halo Infinite for please for the love of God. <laughs> Buy our uh, our perfectly priced and we're bleeding money like crazy console. Yeah. Uh, exclusive pass that's cross brand. Yeah. Oh my God! Now that that is legitimately scary. That we're talking about this right now, and that just popped off. That I'm I'm leaving Game Pass, but yeah, I I, uh, I feel like Control would be. I feel like Control should be the next game. I feel like that it, it should be. Was my game of the year of what two years ago that I yeah. put it on? It was nominated for Game of the Year too, right? And one of the Video Game Awards, I think. So yeah, but those are all hacks anyway. I, well, like, I can't. Yeah, like they actually the community, the video game community did release their list this year, and Deathloop happened to be on it. Yeah. But everybody knows my stance now on the umpteenth time. I, I never like to put a game on recommendation until you're done. It. Yeah, so, you know it's only fair because some games do not stick the landing. Like for example, the same company that made Deathloop. Here I am putting thirty hours in the prey, and then your boy ends up hating that stuff. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! Um, but there are some guys. I think Switch wise. If you were going to get anything for your sister, if anything, get that eShop card or get one of those fancy controllers, you know, that Nintendo likes to pimp that out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to go for a AAA title, if you don't go with Control, um, you could always, always just go with the God of War stuff. And that's it. And since you have a fancy, you know, duper computer kind of thing, you can always contemplate trying out the PS Now because, you know, they're going to drop that price because I think 
Forza Horizon and God of War are going to be on there, so you can actually play the PlayStation stuff on yeah. it. But I don't know how it would look like. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's gonna. What Sony hasn't really released their their plans as to how they're releasing these games. I think that it'll be on Steam. I think they're gonna have like their own store, which it'll be fine. I don't care. I don't care how I get it. But yeah, my gaming taste because I know this racing game itch is gonna go away. I've I've already had it for like a month now. And I, and I, I know Best Buy has had really good deals on Switch games. We have these games, but for anybody who's actually listening to us, I'm yeah. like, I saw Mario Kart for like 38, and I saw Mario Odyssey for yeah. 38. And so these I'm are like, Nintendo yeah. games, so they they don't drop in price very often. So yeah, it's it's the, and these are the creme de la creme yeah. of you games. Get yourself the OLED model. Get yourself some games. You're good to go. But oh all right, so. That that was one conversation we've we've had. We you know me and Charles are always dishing on the gaming stuff, right? You know, and, and, and we'll get angry. Doug yeah. Doug actually might sell me his Xbox One because I can't stop. I am much like he knows I'm an addict. Doug knows I'm an addict. Do you even, do you even need it? Because I don't need it. I do not. But do I want it? I of course would want it. Heck, if Charles is like, also you my PS4, I'd be like, do I need it? No, but do I want it? Mm. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, is that it, there's no benefit to get an Xbox Series S. I think that's what it's called because it's only digital, so it's not like yeah. you can get the. Oh no, 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 I need physical. Yeah. I need something with physical media because I I don't plan on like I, I've I've already made the full the full on choice of hey get the physical version sell them off when they're you know when when the people are good and ready to to go through their midlife crisis you know that's that's what i, I i'm very much gonna take advantage of that so yeah. yeah but but i know i have a problem like i finally acknowledged it this year you know and well, I, charles is very Char, charles is very happy this year that that i finally came to this revelation <laughs> this is good i mean you know i i me i know who i am i have realized I'm that person who, like, I, I'm, like, a communist's, like, mortal enemy because I own, like, all the consoles. The only one I chose not to go with was Xbox, but if they actually had things that were worth um, getting my time and investment, yeah. I would have picked them up. Because the Xbox One didn't have anything for me. They ruined Halo 5, so I was like, no. And um, right now, with... E- Listen, I don't want to say this delicately. I don't care if you bought out Bethesda. I really don't. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, did that, you that's the, did you get Skyrim? I mean, I've never played Skyrim. I've never I never played Skyrim. It's never not my it's I not my deal. Skyrim because it's not my deal either because I like RPGs with a purpose, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So having a vast world to explore to me is soulless. And I remember in my time playing bits for the Elder Scrolls, but mm-hmm. I think I was more about um all the skyrim stuff for the memes Frostroda who or whatever the thing was yeah um if you remember that yeah, stuff. The but they, yeah. They, you know we, we talk about how bad um gta is anything bethesda is right there too because at least with grand theft auto it's the physics glitches oh no the yeah. physics glitches that are weird but it's not anything game compared breaking. to like how game breaking skyrim can be so i don't care for so it's really like you're looking in the mirror essentially when you're um bethesda doing that so i never did any of that stuff and i also i like new ips as well and yeah yeah yeah, some one-off some cinematic games right yeah like give me give me something to kind of work with granted if they made another wolfenstein i'd be happy but 
I enjoy Shadow of the Colo- or Shadow of or Wolf Aside, New Colossus, as it was coming mm-hmm. the games mm-hmm. immensely. However, um, they made Young Bloods, which is like a continuation, but not a continuation. So, I don't yeah, know, the, the storyline's kind of weird. Shooter. Yeah. So, like, but when you look at Xbox Now, that's all you got because Infinite. I- I'm done with the Halo series. I hate to say it, and it wasn't. Um, Halo 4, that saw me. I thoroughly enjoyed Halo 4. I actually thought it was peak sci-fi. It, it screwed the final batter, battle. wasn't that all fantastico, but I thought it was immensely enjoyable. And people who didn't like it really probably just had a hard-on for... I got a trophy. Got a hard-on for... Three um, or two. Three, or just everything that Bungie did. Yeah. And when we did five... And not going to spoilers because you'll probably play it, but five was just a big. I didn't agree with any of it, um, and I didn't play it. I, I knew it was going to happen. I got the idea of it, and then Infinite. I'm like Matt, because if you notice, they talked about it, but what's the story? There is no story, and you got Bethesda. But the problem is, is that a lot of Sony at least is buying out developers. Um, Insomniac, who made Ratchet and Clank and the Spider-Man game, they got bought out. They used to be independent, and they got bought out. Mm-hmm. Um, they bought they bought out Blue Point Games, which did a lot of the remasters and remakes. They did the remakes for Demon Souls. So they're approaching it like immensely in the right way. We're like, oh no, you work for me now. Yeah, you know, I'm the captain here, and yeah. that's probably the way you should do things. It's basically, it's really what Nintendo kind of does itself. Because yeah. here's the thing: even though the consoles don't push people know that they're going to always get a i i haven't played a nintendo game that was at least an eight rated by me you know what i mean and i, I yeah and that's where like sony's yeah, mentality solid was because, solid experience where i was like yeah, yeah nothing was wrong with it nothing technically was wrong with it you know yeah and and just it was reputable i mean i mean nintendo has produced to me and the switch i would say possibly three nine to tens this this generation that they have and sony with the same approach has produced Mm-hmm. I would say three tens or close to tens because God of War arguably a ten. It is a ten. Um, what was Spider Man's arguably a ten, nine and a half at yeah. best, even or at worst. Like even like the Last of Us. Like people didn't agree with that's the story, exactly. but I mean that's technically speaking, you can't argue that it wasn't yeah. I, well put and, together. And here's the thing: we don't. There's in this generation. There's two things I cannot tolerate now. Bad graphics, bad frame rate. Mm. Yeah. It's just I shouldn't get stutter steps. With the Switch, it's going to happen unless it's a pure Nintendo game. Yeah, <laughs> you know because that, then your third partiers don't know how to deal with the docking and the, yeah. the frame rates. And I think or, Nintendo's or like, Nin- a that or Nintendo, their art direction kind of carries it. And it's like you know what, we don't need it to look like this. We could just make it look like a freaking piece of art. <laughs> yeah. And it'll just like, yeah, it, it works. Yeah. No. Of course. Yeah. I mean, we we look at it. What is it? Because now, now I have to think about like, it. You got Nintendo. I'm excited for the next Kirby game, man. That that looks. It looks legitimately oh. serious. Oh hell yeah! Last yeah. of Us Kirby. Perfectly. Yeah, perfectly into it. That's gonna be, and that's gonna be an eight. Even yeah. like their secondary games, like Yoshi and Kirby, I enjoy enough to play it, to buy yeah. it, and get give it a seven and a half, and say this is chill. Yeah. But we know Odyssey was a ten. We know that Breath of the Wild was a ten. I didn't put. I don't play Firehouse. Yeah. That's another thing. It's not my drive. I would try for like twenty bucks. I'm not gonna lie. Even, twenty bucks. I'm like, yeah. Even the game that everybody was just kind of like slapped across the side of the head, surprised by it with Metroid, and it's like, oh, yeah. Nintendo was working on a 2D Metroid this whole time. Oh, guess what? It's probably one of the best 2D games ever made. <laughs> like, like I legitimately, I I feel like it may be the peak of 
the Metroid 2D games. It, it, it runs that that smoothly. I feel I feel it is. So uh, some people may not agree with me. Some people are always hanging on to Super Metroid. I like Super Metroid, and and this is this may be unpopular for Metroid fans. I like Super Metroid, but it's not my favorite two D Metroid game. It's not Dread selling though. Oh That's yeah, the thing. Dread it's selling. selling a lot. So yeah. the well, franchise has some longevity. Well, hopefully that'll you know spur them on for Metroid Prime Four, or maybe maybe <laughs> may, <laughs> or maybe just hey you know throw us a little F Zero, a little Star Fox, please. <laughs> I'm never going to get my Star Fox. You have oh, known me for no, like that Wii U one's years, never coming. It's never coming back. How I love Star Fox. Yeah, we but the Wii U one's never getting ported. We're 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 going to get another reboot. You know, Star a new, a new Star Fox. What do you want to call it? Star Fox Switch. It'll be a reboot no, again. The freaking reboot, uh, reboot Dinosaur Planet. Yeah. Oh. Dinosaur Adventure. <laughs> I tried playing that. I I found it very. I I couldn't get into it. I really couldn't. Um, I I had no problem with you changing my ace pilot of uh, Fox McCloud into like Raiders of the Lost Ark. I had a problem with the fact that he didn't really do anything that was cool. Yeah. I need those. We went from Maverick to, you know, Indiana Jones, but it wasn't cool enough. Now, if you gave me a, I hate to say, an Uncharted version of Star Fox Exploring the Planets, I can get behind that. Mm. But they tried so much, I, I just wasn't happy. And then they made the Star Fox pure multiplayer game. I forgot what it was called Star Fox Adventures. Uh, and one? it was they like the weirdest. Star Fox Adventure was, was the, the Dinosaur Planet one. And then they had the they had the GameCube, the, the other GameCube one that was Assault. The sh- yeah. Assault. The, yeah, Assault. That's what yeah. the pseudo rail shooter. Yeah, yeah, and he could get out. like walking very yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And even that one, I couldn't get. I, I liked the, the, the space bits, of course, but then like. On when he was walking around and stuff, it, the GameCube controller was not made for that. It wasn't. No. So they 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 no, just no, no. They, they didn't pull it off really well at all. And I didn't play the DS one, so I, I don't know. Um, and I played I played the Star Fox two on Switch, so that was all right. Um, and then yeah, all right. Uh, so we haven't talked about sports, but eh, whatever sports sports happen. It's it's our show. We do what we want. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And another important conversation, Charles. Uh, introducing someone of uh, a new uh, of, of a different culture to our American garbage food. Um, I've had the unique opportunity to meet somebody that has not tried a lot of our fast food or even like fast casual or even you know chain restaurant joints, right? So it's it's put me in, in more of a dilemma than I thought it I would be in, Charles. Because uh, I, I, I want to treat this person right. I, I don't want to take them... Like I get we have garbage food, and, and it will be a part of... Uh, if somebody wants to assimilate within our culture, yes. But I also want to be a good person <laughs> to this person. And I, I don't want to... You don't want to dive cholesterol? Yeah, exactly. That, you know, I, I, I want to show them I'm a good person. High cholesterol? And, yeah, exactly. So I, I I need to strategize this, man, and I and I feel like uh, you uh, are, are one, probably we're we're kindred spirits in that sense where where we get it. Like you get it, you get my dilemma as to how how can I how can I kind of ease this person into this, and because uh, it started with the question of what is your opinion about Applebee's, <laughs> and because I know my opinion about Applebee's. 
I don't like. I mean, I, I haven't had an actual good experience at Applebee's. I, I haven't had any experience at Applebee's where I was like, you know, I enjoyed going there. <laughs> I enjoyed this night out. Uh, I've I've never had that. I, I don't Boy, have any sort of who like the two for one drinks. I, I do not have any positive associations with the the establishment known as Applebee's. Okay, I've I've had some positive experiences at a Chili's, at a TGI Fridays. You know, uh, at an Outback Steakhouse, but but uh, what what what's another similar one to, to those? Olive Garden. I've had I've had Ugh, Olive Garden celebrated. <laughs> you know, I've had positive this is, this experiences is gonna be, there. All, this is gonna be controversial. Okay. Controversy is coming. All right. Oh, well, well. oh no! I'm gonna let's go through the ringer because then it's gonna divulge yeah. into places not to take her. Uh, well, you know, I haven't been to an Olive Garden in like holy. Damn, it's been, I swear, I think it's been like a decade. I think, I, I, I haven't gone to an Olive Garden in like a decade. Because I, the, the only thing I remember was it was in Tallahassee. Because uh, in Tallahassee, Olive Garden is actually a pretty child classy joint. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Baby, I, you ain't McDonald's special. <laughs> you Olive Garden special. <laughs> Everlasting breadsticks for my love. Like, I I don't, yeah, I haven't been to Olive Garden in like 10 years. I, I'm for real. Yeah. I'm uh, not surprised by that. So I haven't been to Olive Garden in 10 years. Uh, I haven't, you know, I've been to Chili's. I've had takeout from Chili's and things like that, right? Been to TGI Fridays, okay? Uh, but I, I can't, I can't think of anything positive about Applebee's. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I caught them when they were like in an ownership of I don't know what company owns them now, where like they they, they kind of screwed everything up. Maybe things got better. I'm not sure, but I, I don't know. I don't dislike Applebee's. I think Applebee's is a fair balance. I think Applebee's is also good. You see, you live in Miami, so things. Them, but mm. if you like actually need like legitimate food before one in the morning then you just get it from applebee's their burgers are fine i've had steaks there you know um it's okay i'm not you above a longhorn steakhouse you know <laughs> we, 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 i had longhorn steakhouse yesterday man exactly you know, we, we, we love it we love it going on yeah. there. We, we respect that but I, I i think how i told you the hierarchy was i would say applebee's over chilies because chilies i think the only thing i ever get there if i actually have to eat there is either um the crispers or mm. like an appetizer their, their southwest rolls yeah that's that's about it but you know I, you make I a good try point to diversify there. you make a their, good point there their menu because i love their um their their queso sauce with like all the meaty bits inside of it yeah yeah it's, it's got a little bit of kick to it with some spice i like that more than anything else on the menu yeah like give me that stuff in my veins but applebee's i think i get diversity chili's and applebee's share that common thing though it's good for if either you're hit on hard times mm-hmm. as you all know or you know a little bit of inflation going on we might be going depression recession we'll see so then two for 20s mm-hmm. it's good or if you're 18 or 19 or 20 and trying to venture out to the dating world male female whatever yeah, you know you, it's, it's coming economical. into your own you yeah you're coming into your yeah own. you don't have to you don't have to live in a taco bell world mind you you know they, they should appreciate us for getting them that grande burrito yeah. but 
as I advised to you, what you could do is just take her to BJ's brew house, which yeah. I'm actually that's like the final form. That's mm-hmm. the Charizard of Frank quick mm-hmm. franchise restaurants because I've never really complained. And you get bazooki there. That's, that's their like little cookie brownie with the ice cream Damn. on. Them. That's very good. Yeah, um, their flatbread pizzas are good too, and they have actually like different kind of beers. Yeah, if, yeah if no, that the it's a classy it's a, it's a classy looking joint, right? They got the big giant wall of of alcohol. On the side, they the don't who, have karaoke and they don't do yeah. trivia. I think that's very important. Yeah, that's true. That's true as well. They, 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 it's you know somewhat dimly lidded, kind of gives you kind of that sort of uh, semi-romantic atmosphere, but also kind of the party. Anybody, vibe, you know? I don't think anybody is going to have you're going to be escorted from BJ's brew house wearing like a MAGA hat but going shirtless because they sang <laughs> "Sweet Home Alabama" a little bit too much. Um, so we got that. Okay. So for a nice classy uh, date joint that is also a chain, BJ's Brewhouse sounds like a good idea. Okay. How do you feel about Red Lobster? Uh, do we need to I mess can't. up their I can't, man. The, I, I can't, shelf, man. Shellfish allergy, man. Shellfish oh. allergy. I can't. I oh, can't, that's right. I cannot anymore. I used to. I cannot anymore. Okay. But um, out of all places, I'd rather just take it to Long John Silver's if I was you. <laughs> Hell no! I'm just saying, you Damn. know that. Listen, man. Red Lobster. I, I do not feel like getting dysentery. Okay. Red Lobster is very olive garnish in my. I have never seen hatred. a Long John Silver's that did not look like it had a rat infestation. Uh, gotta get the ones that are combined with the KFC. Oh, I have never seen one of those. I have not I seen have one, one of right those by my house. Yeah. Because I have sure it's... have not seen one in West Palm Beach. Well, I don't do fast food, seafood anyway, so I wouldn't try it. That's why everybody's that, like, oh, well, yeah, exactly. Like, kind of fish sandwich. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? No, with I've this? had fish sandwiches. Okay, uh, the, the, uh, the 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 fillet fish, it, the, the Burger King one's a little sketchy, and I think Wendy's has one, but I think it's like it's it's depending on what what uh, what restaurant. It's like a part, you know participating stores type of thing, right? But- but what kind of fish are we talking about here? Because it sure as well, shit ain't cod. Oh, well, that's what they say it is. <laughs> it may not be it. Uh, I think I watched the video about this where it's not exactly the fish that they've labeled. It's some order, some order, other type of species that uh, they they find a way to you know, put in the nice food coloring, make it nice look look nice and uh, it's got it's got to be the the human made one or okay. whatever it is because it sure. All right, so scares me. All right, so now, so that's that's an option. Now, this 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 person I'm going out with uh, likes the spicy bits. Charles likes likes the spicy foods. Okay, so that kind of got me thinking about wings. Okay, and we got different wing joints. Okay, we got a wing stop. Okay, never been there. Never been there. Okay, well, they they got wings. Um, I I haven't had an issue with the wing stop at all. And they're they're popping up all over the place. Uh, Then you got you got your two classics, especially down here, your Buffalo Wild Wings. You got your hooters, okay. Should I? Um, <laughs> or you know? Oh, oh, actually, we could actually pair hooters with like Twin Peaks or something. <laughs> Never been to Twin Peaks. That's like one of those regrets I did. Yeah. Oh, well. uh, there's one. West I, Palm I passed Beach. by it. But yeah, like, there's, I think there's probably one up there, there in West like Palm. There, there, there's a lot of places. It's yeah. just you know, it, it's like the same equivalent of when I had um what was it? it was a uh it was a burger joint burger fi i just find it and then i the spirit just wills me to try it and then keep my opinion to myself afterwards burger fi because there's one like literally me and andrew pop there every every once in a while whenever he's pops in through my burger fi is not an american establishment though that's the thing like it it's just <laughs> it's uh 
Uh, burger fries good. Yeah, no, it's it's a good burger. It's it's a good burger. Um, but it's it's very. I like yeah. I like variety burgers. No, it's it's fine. I I just feel like it's a little maybe a little too clean for me. <laughs> Wow. Well, you know, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> this man just gives me a speech about I don't want dysentery. And then also he's like, yeah, but you know, it's too well, clean. I mean, there's a little, there, I mean, there's a little something, something to a fast food burger that having the, the fast casual guy. type, you know, there, there's, you got the, the burgers from like a, an establishment, like, I don't know, like a Denny's or an IHOP. I don't know if you had a, a Denny's burger, an IHOP burger. Yes, I have. Yeah. We don't insult either of those places. Exactly. Because their hangover burgers yeah. are, are, are good enough. <laughs> right, yeah. kids? Yeah. They're, they're the perfect when you're, like, dead tired or, uh, as, as Charles mentioned. It's three in the freaking morning. Yep. And they're the only things open. Okay? Uh, so so those, those establishments, I, I will not poo-poo on at all. I will poop on afterwards Please. because, uh, you know, my stomach oh, can only handle so much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so, but wing place, Charles. If I, if I had to take one wing place to start out with, do we do we go with the whole, you know, experience of, of the Hooters, you know? Because that is an experience in and of itself. Or do we do the whole sports bar Buffalo Wild Wing thing where she's not into american sports or anything like that but i am and and uh well they've got food right they got food they got wings all right and i'm just focusing specifically on the wings all right nothing more of nothing less of the other parts of the menu okay okay let me ask you this does wings involve a form of chicken tenders because this is where i'm gonna throw you the are we doing the boneless stuff now are we doing the boneless well to a degree you're gonna see you're gonna see um i'll take it for me so I don't care much for Hooters. I think the last time I had Hooters was like nine years ago at a bachelor party. Go figure. Okay. Um, at the Hard Rock all back then. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings is fine. I, I think, you know, that's better to go with that logic than Hurricanes because you, you when you talk to people Ooh, who've never had good man. wings, they tell you the best place is Hurricane Wings and you're like, I'll slap you. It's okay. Damn. Um, I forgot about Hurricanes. There's one down in freaking Midtown. Yeah. There is one. Yeah. There. Well. <laughs> I'm the, I'm here to convince you that Hurricanes is not worth mm. put it all on for. Um, my problem really comes down to you're overpaying stuff for sauces. I have literally like there's times where I go to Hurricanes mm. like it's like thirty five bucks. Like, what the hell just happened? That's... And me like I try to order. I'm weird with my wings. Is how I order my wings. I'm like let me get enough for now and then mm-hmm. for later. Yeah. And then I'm like I shouldn't be paying this amount of money for, for the yeah you can just go down to Publix and get your own chicken and some sauce I, right? I feel insulted so buffalo wild wings used to be the spot before the pandemic where me and one of my friends would go and we just debrief from work and everything like that so i have a sauce spot for it but i never get like wings at buffalo wild wings i rather just get their burgers mm, if that makes sense okay because they're, they i think they treat their wings more as like appetizers wow. i might suggest a florida staple of chicken because, and this could also create another debate, is it the Miller's or is it the Ale House? I call it the Ale House, but I, the Mountain Melt, I mean, if you want to give us some kind of, a, of American chicken. I don't know. I mean, I just go with the name now. It's called Miller's, you know? There's one the There's it? one by work uh, on my Has end. She, been I, to the Ale House? she hasn't been, no. Actually, that's a, that's a good spot. I should probably go there at some point. Because um, it's not like she's been to Flanagan's. She's been to Flanagan's already. 
Yeah. yeah. Right. But so Flanagan's is the Miami staple or the South Florida staple. That's what we're going to, we're going to protect that. You know, that little meme of like, it's not Kevin Hart, but it's like some lady holding somebody who could be Kevin Hart, the very tiny person. We protect this. Mm-hmm. We protect flying against all our life. I have flying against over the weekend. I paid extra money because, you know, prices went up and it was, I still ate it all. Still mm-hmm. damn good. We'll play oh. that up in this house. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, chick, but it's, if I had to be direct with your question, because I feel like at some point I can't evade or dodge the question, um, I would go with Buffalo Wild Wings because at least they have, what sauce variety? Yeah, and that matters. It, I, I could not recommend Hurricanes, and not that I hate Hurricanes, but it ain't gonna be on my dime. Yeah. Plain and simple, kids. It's not gonna be on my dime. And then Hooters, I, 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 it doesn't like the sauce variety sure. because, and that's what I, I also need to, uh, you know, have uh, stipulate that uh, the the spiciness of things is. How spicy? Oh, How spicy she, can we get this? I mean, she's she's legit from uh, Asia, so as spicy as you want to get it <laughs> you know it's either that or it's mexican so it's uh uh you crank that thing up for sure okay uh, I, I will I be like bleeding out. i will be bleeding out the back but she won't so we're missing uh, that's admirable <laughs> i mean look thai food man i was talking about it with one of my friends i was talking about it with Derek the other day i'm just like man thai food i like it but that's a cool me mm. i'm like i ain't coming back from that man um but to bring it back to, I feel like we're missing one other chicken spot, and it's gonna haunt me that we think. know. Oh man! You know, it, but but there's something that's chicken there. Spot that, you know, where that you go sells wings. When you probably. say, "Hey, I, where it's like, hey, you know, I want some wings. Let me get that good, good." Um, oh well, I mean, shit. We we talk about the Colonel. Oh, I don't count and that. What, what kind of thing are we talking about? Because we're talking about fast food. Are you talking about establishments? Or are we talking about the Colonel? No, no, I, I, no. I was just talking specifically okay, about wings, okay? But I mean, with chicken, then that's a whole different conversation. Now we got to go into the whole chicken bits, you know, and then we got to bring Popeyes into things. this, you know. We're gonna bring Popeyes into this. We might even have to pick, bring Chick Fil A into this. Where would I get chicken wings? Now she's had Chick Fil A, but she's only had the nuggets, and I've already, yeah, and I've not. already, and I've, I have already expounded to her. <laughs> my my feelings about the overratedness of their sandwiches. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, we're, we're hardcore on this stuff. <laughs> Boy, this is the food episode. When you redub it, is just uh just call it Waldorf and Statler, you know, on date night or something. Yeah, yeah. Because if people don't realize it, you know, Francisco and I are very like fluid in what we complain about, and we'll love it, and then we're like, oh, you know, upon review. I mean, that's pretty uh-huh. much a lot of my conversations. Which is, you know, the problem is, is you live in Miami, so there's a lot of better hole in the walls that are accessible to have. I feel. Oh yeah, I can just chicken. Go, I can just go on Yelp and just look right, and I'll have. And it makes options. me legitimately hate where I live because of that. Right, but I, I'm. That's why I mean, and and I get that, and I get where you're living at. That's why I'm 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 kind of focusing on like the chain joints, right? Places that we yeah. we can find anywhere pretty much in this country let's say or even just in the south so we got i that mean stuff. do we do we want to constitute five guys on the in this as a burger joint what? yeah because i i will respect five guys a lot of people give poo poo on that on the whole and belief actually, that you know is this but i've always been satisfied she's asked that. me about five guys because you know there's one across the street from fiu um and a bruise room was the other one, but that's Palm Beach, and I don't think you guys have the I, only other bruise room I is in Lauderdale. A, I love me a bruise room thing, dude. Because, hold on, no, yeah, no, there's um, you have bruise room, I, 
I think there's a Brewers room. Yeah, there's one in Miami Gardens. Yeah. Cool. By the Dolphins. Cool. Yeah. Charles loves some of that. Oh, oh Bahama Breeze, the other one by the line. Bahama Breeze is more like Flanagan's on the idea of it's a South Florida staple, but it's never been my patron state of worship. I'll 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 probably just go there when we like go to the Florida Panthers game because they got the one right there. You know? Yeah. No, Ruby Tuesdays used to be uh, kids, you wanna you wanna date yourselves back fifteen <laughs> years ago? Ruby Tuesdays is when that girl or guy knew they were special. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> food was good quality. <laughs> it was good quality. Oh no, the Brews room is actually in the Dolphin Stadium. So wait, oh, well, then where the hell are the other Brews rooms? Problem is, you're not a Dolphin fan. I know there's one in Lauderdale. <laughs> there's one in Palm Beach and Boyden uh, near Gateway because that's Ooh. where me and my boys are good. Oh no, there's one. Uh, yeah, no, they're in Broward. They're they are legitimately in Broward. Pembroke Pines is closest one to me. So yeah, okay. Yeah, that that'll probably be like a either pre or post Florida Panthers type of thing, you know. Yeah, that that's probably the only way I'll, I'll get to a bruise room, because I, I know the one that's in. Um, I think there's one in West Palm Beach by the mall, or the the what it used to be the Palm Beach Mall. Man, I'm dating myself. <laughs> there used to be a thing called the Palm Beach Mall, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, this is all. But yeah, she asked me about Five Guys, and and I, I, I mean, as people know from our ad reads of. Uh, I'm not above complimenting an establishment, nor is Charles, yeah. but at the same time, yeah, yeah. acknowledging that it will kill us. So I, yeah. I, I wholeheartedly say, like, I, I will enjoy a Five Guys Burger, for sure, but I, 30 minutes later, I will start feeling heart palpitations, for sure. How, so, do, you, how do you build your burger? Me? Yeah. Uh, uh, I got to get at least uh, double patties on there. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, Anything under that is wrong. If I'm going to grease it up, I am greasing it up uh, for that day. Cause, and that's that's a – and I I, actually, I have to prepare for that now, man. Like I, my body cannot just straight up take it anymore like it used to back when I was in, in my, my early 20s. Uh, so I, I literally I, – I have to physically and mentally prepare myself for five guys, um, especially the fries. It's the fries that get me. More than anything, they just throw them in there, and 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 the fries, the fries are are half grease at that point, you know. They're so good. I, I, no, I, I'm not. I'm not objected to that. I'm not objected to that at all. But but I mean, you see how much that bag turns from brown to brownish black, dark, right? Like we all see this. We we all know like those those brown paper napkins are no longer viable. For you to use uh, once you open it up, uh, and I, yeah, of course I get my my lettuce and my tomatoes and all that stuff on there, you know. Um, uh, but I'm not too flashy with this. With the, with I mean, lettuce, tomatoes, pickles. I mean, I'm, I'm no onions for me. That's that's pretty much it. But yeah, I need the double patties. And uh, you're missing and, the most important thing. Oh, uh, what am I thinking? The bacon, of? baby. The bacon, baby. Oh, I can't. I can't justify bacon, man. I'm already having wow. a heart. I'm already having the heart attack. I am or I cannot justify. Controversial opinion. Controversial opinion. Go, go Five ahead. Guys has the best bacon for a burger on a on a semi fast food establishment. Personally speaking, I may. It's crispy bacon that feels like bacon bits. I'll fight. It. I may just have. Uh, for you, Charles, I'll try it once. Yeah. Like I'll 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 I'll, t- I'll take her up. I'll be like, hey, you've asked about Five Guys. 
Okay, clear out, clear out your 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 intestines. Oh um, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and uh, um, wear some light clothes. You're gonna start sweating afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> you get those meat sweats, man. I'm telling you, I am telling you. Okay. I mean, I think she has. I think she has the constitution that's better than you because probably she, she doesn't. Yeah, she's got laugh in your face. Yeah, I guess so, man. I guess so. Um, yeah, yeah. Five guys. Oh, what I'm think. Uh, what other places are there uh, that are chain that I I can? I mean, there's some local stuff here, obviously, but um, we don't do the Chipotle, obviously. But and, but if you're talking about the Americana, not to get too the Americana, far off, yeah. Is there a Red the Robin? Americana. I don't even know if there's a Red Robin right here in Miami. I don't mind. Yeah, that. bro. There's one in um. Is there one in the mall? mall? I think there's in the mall. <laughs> Fun story, and Doug will never remember this, but I I was on a date in my 2L year with somebody, and I saw Mr. Solar on uh, <laughs> at the Red Robin, and I. But the thing is, like, it's not like I knew everybody's name. Yeah, there yeah. He just recognized them. So, yeah. For, yeah, but that's the thing for anybody who knows or Doug has a very recognizable look. Yeah, that's how I'm gonna preface this. If if you saw one picture of Doug Solar, and he showed up and it was just one time and whatever and if you saw him in a meme you saw him saw him in a political ad you saw him everything you're like that's doug solar right there no doubt and mm. i knew it was him and it was in school and, and i was like all right so that's my fun red robin story i red robin though did not fill me up but that's when i was big boy back yeah. then you know i was like i gotta eat everything because i got power lift like 355 pounds no. i think i ate my date's <laughs> remaining uh, meal <laughs> with but they never yeah. ended under rink though we go for there, but I hop mm. in Denny's. I hop is more because oh, we've already been I, we've we've already been I hop. We've already been I hop. Ah, already. Okay, right. yeah. Because um, breakfast food is Americanized. Oh no, yeah, but big fans, big fans. So no, she's already got that on her toe. She's she's a fan already. Okay, so we got that already mm. out of the way. Now, so now the thing I, I have most trepidations for is uh, Americanized Asian joints. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's hard. Okay. They're all just trash. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, could, I don't know. I wouldn't, te- I would, I would break up of your ass if you took me to pay away. <laughs> Actually, you almost, you almost ended our friendship when I, uh, yeah. when it seemed like I was going to go that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm just saying, listen, but payway, here's the thing too. You know why I'm also against payway as well because they opened one up at mm. FIU when I was mm. studying for the bar. Mm. So I was already broke for money, but I couldn't eat <laughs> the third PB&J studying for the bar exam. This is what it's really like, kids. Listen closely. If you're contemplating going to law school, when you're holed up in the law library for 14 hours and my food was literally for breakfast or PB&J for lunch, and mind you, it's 14 hours, so I had to eat four times a day. So I would have to go to Payway and get this lie of a noodle <laughs> that's put into it, which is non-existent. So that's why I'm also against payway. Um, yeah, payway. You got Panda Express. Um, you got no, or is it Panda Express that they had? Well, FIU's got Panda, Panda, Panda Express, Express, which yeah, Panda Express, there which is payway's just as bad though. Which I and look, they opened that thing up and, and noodles I mean, should not knew... be crunchy. Uh, oh right? no, no, no. That's all I'm saying. And oh, their and I are knew super crunchy. it was it was garbage food, and I understood that. I I understood that completely. Um, and I tried to make it as healthy as possible, just the one portion with the the steamed vegetables and stuff like that. 
Um, and I remember Professor Carpenter in particular. Uh, every every law class, he would complain about the Panda Express and how pretty much orange chicken is just candy with chicken. Um, and he's not wrong. That doesn't mean I don't like it. <laughs> but we'll, we'll take it. Yeah. But no, no, I it, I for sure if I if if I had another year at FIU, I probably would have gotten diabetes from that orange chicken. So uh, the but payway uh, in and of itself too. Uh, yeah, I haven't had a Panda Express in forever. I think I had one during the pandemic. I had, pan, I had pandemic Panda Express, um, and pandemic Express. Yeah, ah. <laughs> and, and I, I do not remember anything about that meal. I remember going to the place. It was like a Jupiter Panda Express. I think it had just opened or something. It looked pretty clean, or at least maybe because nobody was going. But it was. Uh, not memorable at all. Um, so you got that. I have trepidations about PF Chang's. Um, PF Chang's is just trash, dude. Yeah, like that's how I'm sorry about. Like, like I feel like I would offend her because it's not accessible <laughs> to all classes. That's rule number one. If there is a, a hard rule on any of this, mm. PF Chang's, and it's not the priciest place, not to me at least. But I remember when you were young and at twenty. Compare that to the Applebee's, the Chili's, or the Applebee's other places. I'm just thinking of the 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 PF Chang's that's at the Dolphin Mall. And yeah, it's kind of flavorful. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's yeah. still like I don't know. They're they're still, and I've only eaten there once. And do they I, still have a Fridays? TGIFs are those still around? TGI Fridays? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they've got. I mean. I haven't eaten I mean, one because that goes back to the Applebee's. And it's Chico's probably been like three years. I, I think I yeah three years since I ate at one at a, at a TGI Fridays, and man, I cannot remember anything about that meal either. <laughs> Which I guess is saying something, mm-hmm. right? I remember they had the Jack. They have a Jack Daniel's burger. Charles remembers that. Yeah, yeah, they That's, do. But everything and I've had that. Make, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I. I I do gravitate towards any sort of uh, beer battered type of meat. Yep. Um, so it's 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 yeah. But I, uh, this has been a very fruitful conversation, Charles. Uh, this, listen, man. Like sports, y'all already know what happens since yeah. you get screwed over in the CFP. Yeah. Yankees hate me. Hurricanes hate me. You yeah. know, like well. what I'm not giving. Titans are still fantastic. I'm not giving you guys and, and what. You yeah. don't and this show is really know. more. This show has been, for the most part, more for us and people just happen to listen to us, which is great. Yeah, and we we, yeah. we don't. It's not we don't appreciate it. We're, we're glad, you know, that stuff. We got the sponsorships and all that stuff. So that's great. Look, we're not here to rub the nuts on stuff. If I want to <laughs> lick Jimbo's Fisher, you know, for the umpteenth time, we could do that. Or if I can mm. hate on Manny Diaz, or if we get, you know, like any Florida Panthers. If I mean, listen, I can go on about Jimmy Butler for fifty minutes, but yeah. you already are oversaturated with that. Even our good friend Jeremy Tache, we love Jeremy Tache. Follow him on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Dan Frioles, mm. FJOJR, Charles yeah. the True. Um, you you have that, so let us give you the snippets that you want on the sports today, and let me give us some insight of what makes the man more than machine. Because instead of being Darth Vader's, we're being Anakin Skywalker's kids. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he's reprising his role, right? Uh, yep, that. yep, yeah. he is. Hey, yeah. So, uh, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm glad. You know, keep it. Are keep you, you going to give consistent. her? Are you going to give her Americanized pizza? 
American. Oh, whoa! This because you know it has to be. Holy shit! <laughs> whoa! Hold you on. know it has to be. It's the. It, it's a rite of passage. Whoa! I I I didn't even think about that aspect just yet. You just opened my mind a bit more. Now I got to think about yeah. this. Panthers are up there's, for there's nothing. There's one of way, there's one of accepted um, quality, and there's two of them that we have to just accept that this is life that has well we got us. okay so we got the big three right and i'm gonna assume these are well i mean well, let's hear it I, I assume these are the big three this is how i i interpret it you got pizza hut you got Domino's, and you got papa john's that's my that's the big three that i think of and then you got like Ooh. little caesars which is you know Ooh. now buddy Ooh. we are we are not the same oh well then <laughs> this is why we have these conversations okay so the the big three to me and these is, are just the, the joints right the the chain joints yeah the, these are the chain joints these are the americanized things so this is really what we're doing we're, it's this is coming to america food edition um now i have my reasons for why i consider these the big threes okay I, I, and, and I, we I, all I have it it's all personal right it's all personal biases so yeah. uh, sentimental and, and other stuff but yeah but it, it's it, for me instead of um instead of fighting you on it and waiting between I'm just gonna tell you what I think so you can kind of ruminate on it. Mm. So I would say it's Little Caesars. I I haven't had pizza in years, so let's say I'm talking about Sabaro's pizza because that's the ultimate mall staple meal. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Hit ya. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, you you just took me back to. Me at the Palm Beach Mall. <laughs> Me at the Wellington Green Mall. Oh boy. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Heck, even uh, I don't. I don't think the Miami Airport has has his borrows anymore, um, as far as I remember. Or maybe they do. Actually, I think they do. I think they do because I remember specifically. I feel, like I feel like specifically I ate one before I went on a flight out someplace. I ate, just, I ate like, just like there always has to be a Chinese food restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There always has to be a Sabaros. I mean, there's... It's kind of like... Sabaros is like the spirit's Halloween of pizza. <laughs> uh, so, oh, man. Okay, so that's a big three for you, right? That's a big three. Yeah. That's that's, I, I that's one leg of your big three. 1999. Yeah, okay. And look, Pizza Hut got us all with the whole reading program that they had, Okay. That's how yeah. they got me. But, you know, they weren't sponsored by the Ninja Turtles and the fantastic film of the year film of, like, this, this century, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm. because when Michael Angelo, the pizza guy's got 20 minutes, it's a Domino's pizza. Mm. Yep. Just saying. That's, oh, and Domino's, the, Domino's is is, uh, is personal to me, okay? Because me and my, my dog. Your boy, uh, we uh we would go and I had coupons and stuff like that and yep. that's when I was losing like a ton of weight so uh, I would get the you know the the thin whatever thin crust whatever uh you know they they chop it up into squares with uh, some ham uh, some cheese and that was it right and I could actually have that for my entire meal for the entire day you know, calorie counting all that stuff that's way back when I would take my dog and we would just go and that was that was our thing that was our thing we would go we'd go to the park. We sit out there and we just eat pizza together. So Domino's holds a special place in my heart. People shit on Domino's and stuff like that. I'd be like, no, man, they, they got some good stuff. Okay. They treat me right. They treated my dog right. I'm always have a special place in, in my heart for, for that, uh, you know, that, that establishment. So there you go. Uh, 
and uh, peeks out for the you know things. And then I guess Papa John, my my sister. Whenever I, it's I don't eat Papa John's on my own. I never order Papa John's for myself. I never do. It's always someone else that orders it, and I just happen to be in the room. Okay, so it just happens to be there, and that's how I consume Papa John's. To be honest. Uh, but it, it just happens to be there quite often in, I guess, the people that I've that I've uh, associated myself with. So that's Papa John's. And then Little Caesars, I mean, for a while, there were none in, like, West Palm Beach for, like, for a long time. For a long-ass time. And then, like, they started coming back, I guess, down here or something like that. I guess they, I don't know, they restructured. I have no idea. And then the only Little Caesars memory that I remember, and it may be... Uh, the, the, the negative connotation that I have for it. I mean, it's not really negative connotation. It's just a bad experience afterwards. And it was uh, me after my uh, CIP Pro final exam. And uh, I, w- I was just uh, hate eating uh, those, <laughs> those $5 hot and ready pizzas. I bought two of well, them yeah. right afterwards. Yeah, and I just started school, and I just started eating them in my car. I for sure thought I failed CIP Pro. <laughs> I thought I was angry. I was I was pissed off at the world. I thought I had failed. I was I wanted to like just just kill our professor. Like I was completely. And I ended up getting a B. So <laughs> I thought I completely failed that exam. So I don't know if everybody else screwed up during the curve. I have no idea. But uh, Little Caesars was what got me through that. But at the same time, I do not have positive memories about it. So yeah, well the thing is when you get the hot and ready's, they have literally no sauce except for like one corner. But if you have oh, it yeah. made ahead of time, yeah, it has sauce. So I don't understand it. But they, also, I will say this about the Little Caesars, and it's a Charles thing. They will try to kill you. They make like <laughs> variety stuff. Remember they made that like that super bacon one? Yeah. And you're like, what? I, I had that. <laughs> I regretted it. But you know. Uh, Mama didn't raise no punk ass up in here. All right, Charles. We actually took this conversation more than an hour, so we're there at the go. halfway point. Going to be coming on, so it's like yeah. perfect. Yeah. So uh, we're at halfway point. Andrew's still not here, so I he's don't know coming if, soon. Though. He's coming soon. Okay, he'll be on in five. So uh, actually, I can do a small segment just before he pops in because I I did plan some stuff out. So we're we're just gonna go. Uh, to uh, gosh, where is this thing, man? I, I, I always seem to lose this. Uh, better known minor league team, so billion minor league teams out there. They're they're all over the place, and I'm gonna talk about one right here. Uh, Charles, we're talking about the Agua Caliente Clippers. Agua Caliente. So, Agua Caliente Clippers. They play out in Ontario, California. They were established back in 2017. And they are, of course, the minor league affiliate of the Los Angeles Clippers. They have no championships. And, well, like Ser- Serge Ibaka is currently on the roster for, like, a rehab assignment. So that's the only notable alumni that I can think of for, for this team. And so, yeah, back in uh, the early days of the G League, when it was kind of uncertain, a lot of teams were sharing uh, affiliates. Some teams were even sharing, like, three affiliates at once. And it was kind of weird. The, the 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 initial it was back then it was the D League, that was a long time ago. It was it was kind of weird. NBA was trying to establish their own minor league, 
and the the Clippers were, were sharing with other teams. They eventually kind of were sh- uh, doing something with the Bakersfield Jam, but then the Jam affiliated with the Phoenix Suns, and they're like, oh, we're we're out of team, and then they started sharing with other teams, and then Doc Rivers, okay, was like, you know, it's very important that we have a minor league system, so the Clippers decided to, hey, let's just make our own team, and they decided to put it in Ontario, California. They're named Agua Caliente to honor the Agua Caliente band of Cahuilla Indians out there who are the, I guess, presenting sponsor of the team. They have lots of money now, thanks to casinos and things like that. So there you go. They play out at the Toyota Arena in Ontario, California, which opened in 2008. Holds 10,832. It is also the home of the Ontario Reign, who were in the ECHL and are an American Hockey League team. And they're the affiliate of the Los Angeles Kings. And they also have a uh, major American or soccer league team. It's like indoor soccer called the Ontario Fury. And were once the uh, home of the Los Angeles Defenders, who are now the South Bay Lakers G League team. And uh, also the Los Angeles Temptation of the Lingerie Football League. <laughs> if you remember that, Charles. Uh, yes. Yes. Yes, we do. I think th- th- there was one that used to play out at uh, freaking Panthers Arena here. I forgot what they were called. Not even sure what they were called anymore. But yeah, uh, that was a weird experiment, of course. Uh, uh, just playing on everybody's horniness. <laughs> so yeah, and the Lakers have hosted one preseason game out there per year. So they host one game out there every season. And the Los Angeles Kings have even hosted a preseason game out there, too. They've hosted the ECHL and American Hockey League All-Star Games, too. Andrew is popping up on our show. And some concerts. A lot of, oh, they're out in the Southern California, so or the Inland Empire. So, of course, they're going to get a lot of great acts. Charles, Andrew is coming in as well. They've hey, had, guys. Yeah, I'm talking about Hello. the Agua Caliente Clippers, Andrew, and their arena hosting... Oh, you got Carrie Underwood, you got Metallica, you got Vicente Fernandez, you got Pitbull, Bob Dylan, Elton John, Earth, Wind and Fire, Chicago, Neil Diamond, Cher, Justin Bieber, you know, all the classics. They've had various MMA and boxing promotions pop by, and of course have hosted various Raw and SmackDown shows for Charles there. So there we go. That's it. That's the Agua Caliente Clippers. We have Clippers. totally talked about sports this entire hour, Andrew. <laughs> Wholeheartedly. We, we were talking about, like, you know, slapping, you know, the ph- Philosophilus, whatever the hell I call it, Nikola Djokic. <laughs> Paris of Yeah. Paris of was. We were totally talking about I'm actually, about I'm going to put this, because I never showed it during the, uh, uh, wow, I... <laughs> So for anybody who's watching the video version of this, and uh, I don't know, to describe people for the audio version, I am putting on a Parasaurolophus image right now uh, on the screen here. So that that's what a Parasaurolophus looks like, as a big giant it, cone it, in the back of the head. starting center of the Denver Nuggets. And uh, yeah, according to Charles, that looks like uh, Nikolai Djokic, uh, the current uh, defending NBA MVP. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you know he's a joke I'm just saying uh so there yeah, you go that hate is strong <laughs> there he is and i think we have the Different show angles. the day he uh he comes we we go against again right yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Oh boy. So, uh, Andrew, you have come in just in time for a word from our non-sponsors. Okay. Nice. So, people, places, things, concept, what have you that we've been enjoying over the past week, and yeah, who wants to start out for this week? Who I'd like to? to. Oh, go ahead, Andrew. Let's see what you got. I want to give a huge, huge, huge shout out to Microsoft. Whew, oh, God, well, well, what a coincidence. Well, yeah, because, Andrew, they are actually a sponsor. Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, we well, are, I'll be damned. We are well, shilling the Xbox Series S today. Well, my, my non-sponsorship <laughs> is indeed yeah. related to the Xbox, but it's... Not the Xbox Series S or whichever. For those who don't know, 20 years ago yesterday, the original Xbox was released. And I know certainly it changed the world forever, uh, the gaming world forever, because of a little little game called Halo. Um, But... I want to just go on a personal journey, if you will. Um, so, you know, I was never really a big, I didn't, I mean, I had friends. I had friends when I lived, I, I was born and raised in Oklahoma till I was nine. And I moved to Orlando just before I turned 10. So I had no friends here. Uh, when I first moved to Orlando. And, I mean, luckily enough for me, there was a family right across the street from the apartment we were living in that they are incredibly nice. Uh, they, The kids were much older than I was. I mean, you know, I moved when I was in the third grade. They were like... One of them, I think, was a sophomore in high school. One of them was a freshman in high school. They were much older than me. Um, But they still treated me nicely. The whole family was just amazing. The son had a PS2 and had an Xbox. I never had gaming consoles growing up. I just had a P uh, I just had a game or not even a gaming PC. They, those didn't exist back then. I just had a PC uh, you all remember e-machines? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember back when IBM wasn't making uh, Jeopardy-winning machines? They actually made computers? Mm. That's that's what I was working with. So this friend invites me over. We're playing Kingdom Hearts. We're playing The Bouncer. We're playing Final Fantasy on the PlayStation. And then he introduces me to Halo. And this is just a few months after the Xbox came out, just after Halo came out. And, I mean, Francisco, you were telling me how you were playing Halo for the first time yeah. a few months yeah. ago. Yeah, about 20 years later. You were, Charles, have you ever played Halo? Yeah. No, you, I've, I think we've talked about it before. I've played them all except for the new, new ones, like five. And I know what happens. Right. But, you, I, but I co-op them and everything. For the, for the purposes of this, you've played the original Halo in the, yes. the first and the second. 
one, two, three, four. I sold my buddy's Xbox. I bought the other stuff on my 360. I played Reach and um, all the other ones. Yes. Good man. So, y'all remember that first mission? It's after the Maw, uh, not the Maw. The the, the so the first after level... you after you fall and crash down onto the Halo, right? Correct. You remember how you get out of the escape pod? And you're looking around and it's like this blue sky. You've got the banshees flying overhead. You know, it's it's this other world that looks so much like Earth. It's been almost 20 years since I first played that game. Um, and I still remember the awe, the amazement in my eyes seeing that happen. Um, it, it was mesmerizing. And like I said, I forget what I had for lunch most days, but I still remember that. Um, it was such an incredible experience. And, you know, then I was all on board the Halo 2 wa uh, wagon. You know, I remember when that... Um, trailer came out from G uh, from uh, E3 where they showed the dual wielding. I actually put a picture of Master Chief as the best uh, background uh, desktop background. Um, mm -hmm. And bear in mind, in 2004 when this is coming out, I was 12, so just a touch under the rated M for mature 18 plus. Um, but. I had so much fun playing Halo, Halo 2. My friends would come over and play. Um, you know, they they used to have this thing in Celebration where I grew up where they would do a teens and tweens night where they would bring it. They would have basically LAN parties. They would have LAN parties inside the elementary school gym. Um so a whole bunch of us are gathering around these TVs, playing Halo. Uh, not LAN, not LAN, because that requires internet. These were... Uh, linked up. Link, yeah, thank you. Uh, these were linked games. So they would have two consoles uh, connected to each other. And some of my, my favorite memories growing up were playing... Halo um, with my friends and not just Halo, but MVP baseball. Um, gosh, so many games I played on the original Xbox. Mm -hmm. it, it is such a deep part of my being. It's, it's weird to say that because Ultimately, at the end of the day, Xbox is just a black box that's probably about 10 pounds. It's a bunch of circuits and wires and some games. But it is just, it, it is a part of me. There is an X on my heart that is how much the Xbox is meant to me. So it's it's crazy to think that it's already been 20 years since it came out. Um, you know, it feels like just last week that I was playing these games 
when I was still in middle school. But, you know, it's getting a little verklempt just thinking about it. But, yeah, I, so my, my thanks is to Microsoft for, uh, for Microsoft and every single person who worked on Xbox because th that added a part to my life that I don't think anything else would have. And it's such a great part of my life. And it still is. I still have my Xbox. Um, you know, it's so it's a huge, huge thank you to Microsoft for all these incredible memories and many more to come. Um, promo code Xbox 20. Very good, Andrew. Yeah, and it's been, uh, I've been enjoying now that I actually have an Xbox 360 and a gaming PC as well. I'm more, actually in the background is a playthrough of, of my playthrough of Halo and the exact mission that you were talking about, Andrew. Um, the opening once you land on the actual Halo here. So uh, I, I get you. And I, I remember my first experience with an actual Xbox. My cousins got it when it released for, for Christmas. And I, and I was thoroughly impressed by it, um, for sure. Uh, coming from a Dreamcast and things like that, it, it was it, you could tell it was already like a jump compared to what I what I even saw in the Dreamcast. So it was a very cool experience for sure. And yeah, now a lot of games are backwards compatible on the current consoles and everything like that. And so, if, and yeah. the the thing is. Uh, you know, for all these youngsters, if anyone's watching this, who's not a millennial. So we're talking, so I was nine. I still remember the original Xbox. So I will give a bit of a buffer and say anyone who's like seven years old, uh, who's seven years at the time, so 94, 95 thereabouts. So or whoever the graphics may look like shit now but those graphics were incredible for those days mm -hmm. um, and I, you know I grew up playing Mech Warrior on the PC and I thought those graphics were great but it was basically just a bunch of polygons at the end of the day looking back at it or Oh, 98, 99, 2000. Those were all, meh. Again, I thought those were good at the time. But like you were saying, seeing that, it's just mind-blowing. It's, everyone's talking about, you know, how Forza Horizon 5 is like, oh my God, it's so realistic, and oh my God. I mean, yes, it is. Don't get me wrong. But for that was that was Halo for me for us back in 2001 2002 when we first played that um, so imagine you, for anyone who's listening to this that didn't grow up with this you have to kind of put yourself in that mindset it's tough to do mm. I know but try to imagine the graphical detail of Forza Horizon 5 or whatever but seeing that, yeah, especially if you just if you came from like a 
a PlayStation One or an N sixty four. You know, it was just that big of a of a of a leap. And it, it really outdid the PlayStation Two for a good portion of its lifespan. Well, it Eventually, was it was yeah, it was it was power. It was more powerful than than that. You know. It was just PlayStation 2 head start. I mean, eventually the PS2 kind of caught up, but... Uh, well, the PS2 released... The PS2 came out first. Yeah, it came out like a year before that. And had, PS2 like, was like the best-selling console of all time. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it had like the, the brand recognition by that point. But the Xbox was the more powerful of the three that were in that era. Right. And you could tell. You could tell. <laughs> For sure. Like I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just looking at it now. I have the. Well, they they had more polished games because yeah. aside from that, they had Ninja Gaiden. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those games kind of sleek compared to where we go from there. Yeah, we remember some... uh, Dead or Alive? Yeah, Dead or Alive was on yeah. there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you had some uh, some Sega games like Jet Set Radio. Uh, Panzer yeah, Dragoon was on there. Yeah. Shin Shin Yeah. I mean, I know it was. I know it was on many consoles but mvp baseball mm-hmm. yeah oh this has I been <laughs> this has been uh, yeah we, this is the non-sport show <laughs> exactly we haven't really talked about it. the agua calante clippers are like the only one so <laughs> but whatever this is our show we can do what we want and we'll definitely talk about sports after this okay uh i guess i'll go next guys so uh so yeah oh, over and i didn't want to do a video game uh, that's fine. I I don't feel like doing a video game for for this because uh, look, I've been playing Horizon Five and thoroughly enjoying it. Great, fantastic game, you know, game of the year candidate, what have you. That's cool. Uh, but uh, mine is gonna be, and we, you know, it's kind of it's kind of funny, kind of rolled into this. This has been food and video games. This is all we've been talking about this whole episode. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm I'm going with food this time, guys. Okay, but not. Not really any establishment, but more of like a, I don't know, you call it a service. And it can be, and it's a double-edged sword, right? It's a double-edged sword. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Yelp, okay? I'm going to go with Yelp uh, because, and I don't know if anybody's watched the South Park episode <laughs> with all the Yelp reviewers. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I mean when it becomes a double-edged sword where some people's recommendations and reviews can kind of deter you from certain places when maybe their their own personal experience may have been bad but the overall experience for everybody else isn't and luckily i i i haven't i, I try and re, when, I, when i'm looking for like restaurants because that's what i mainly used yelp for i don't look for plumbers or anything like that on here with regards to that but it's mainly just restaurants and when i look for stuff here it's 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 mainly for food and i i go through them i go through the reviews i make sure to look at recent reviews i, I look at the the reputation of the person reviewing as well I, I i always look at the interior of the restaurants the exterior of the restaurants right the the menu going through the menu as well so there's there's various different things that i i kind of check off my list and if something, and of course you look at the the star rating too, um, but you also kind of need to know what you're getting yourself into, right? Because there are certain restaurants of certain quality that you know that okay, a three star review is actually good 
for, you know, a Long John Silver's that's a three star is probably the best Long John Silver's in the entire world, you know? <laughs> so that that one you could take as like, oh, that's a that's a fantastic establishment for a Long John Silver's. Whereas a three star restaurant of a different sort of ilk may not be that great. OK, so you just kind of have to categorize certain things. And that's what I do. So and, and over the course of my time here in in, in Miami, they have, there are lots of restaurants out there. It's it's a very competitive market down here with regards to food. There's no shortage of good food down here. And I and I like look I like going to different places, new places. Okay, uh, I I try not to double double dip too much on certain establishments. Uh, if I find a good one, of course we we all have our staples, right? Okay, Char, Char, Andrew Charles and I both uh you know defended Flanagan's and said that nobody shall ever badmouth that restaurant ever. Okay. <laughs> okay. It is, it is a holy establishment down here in South Florida and, uh, and we will not take any sort of slander nor libel for that establishment. So, uh, yeah, so we got that and, uh, it's, it's been good. It's been good for me. It's been, uh, I, I, uh, I use it mostly, for, for lurking looking for new places uh, to, to go out to so yeah Yelp promo code uh, food critics oh. I'm up I was halfway watching the spy red trailer <laughs> you guys got yep. me like damn yep. um, I, I will resume <laughs> that in between I don't know how I feel about it um, mm. it's a 2 minute 57 trailer I'm at minute 49 I'm like I, That's I have, a long I have words mm. But I, well, yeah, I was like, all right, he's gonna talk about Yelp. This is great because we got Andrew's sentimental love song to Halo, and I find it so funny because I was literally poo pooing on Halo before he jumped on. I was poo pooing on Halo Five though, Andrew. Yeah, I'm did, with he, you. I don't yeah. think it was. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was I haven't played Halo Five yet. I, you don't need the furthest to. I've gotten was four, but everything that Bungie made was infinitely better than anything made by three four three. So you would have literally hated <laughs> the earlier comment that I made when I said I liked four. I thought three, four, three did fine except for the final fight scene. That's it, because you know it, it was it was okay, but it, it gave me that it gave me a uh, you know Emperor Darth Snoke or Emperor Snoke or whatever um, vibe because he just kind of this is episode seven and eight of Star uh, Star Wars. He just kind of like comes out of nowhere. They don't really establish a back character, and then he's dead. I I I really kind of got that vibe with whatever that I I don't even remember the name of the of the enemy. It was just kind of it's not the armor. I forgot. I, I I'm, I'm getting it twisted. So one of the uh, forerunners, right? And I mean, I appreciate that it kind of deepened the lore of Halo significantly. Uh, but it just, it, it was okay. Uh, it just, it didn't give me the same sense of awe as the, as the one, to, I mean, the, the one week game from Bungie was ODST. And honestly, that was that was just a way to make money by making a new multiplayer experience, and they tacked on a game. 
to it. It was super short, very not very well meshed, uh, fleshed out. I kind of came the gave kind of got that same vibe from Halo Four, to be honest. It just kind of felt forced to me personally. I like this. I like Andrew actually like dishing on gaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's so different. That, oh, well, like and and actually, dishing on astrophysics. You know, as I'm I'm looking at a thread on Twitter from Microsoft about age yourself. What is the first game you played? I'm looking through. Most people are saying Halo. I see a Ninja Gaiden on here. Um, Project Gotham came out or popped its head out. Um, WrestleMania 21 become a legend. So old. Um, Fusion Frenzy. I love that game. Um, but then it comes out to Mech Assault. Was the first cons well? Eh, I guess technically, if you consider SNES a console or in the original it's sense, console, then yes, yeah. Mech, uh, you know. Mech, uh, Mech Warrior had been on a console before, but this is the first time it was really on a. No, that's not true. It was on PlayStation One. Never mind. But um, Mech Assault was great. Um, another Mech Warrior game, obviously. Uh, that was a great game. Um, yeah, it's Xbox, man. I could, I'm going to stop talking now because I could talk for hours about it. I'm, I'm but... enjoying it. I'm humored by it. Yeah, me, me and Charles talked about fast food joints for an hour. So, technically, <laughs> oh, we were trying to. You know, yeah, trying, trying, that. yeah, yeah. We're trying to help me with my dilemma with regards to that. Uh, okay, Charles, what, what you what you got? So, uh, fellas, it was a weekend. That, that, that's what I'll tell you. It was a weekend, and I, I did something that I haven't had happen in my life since like 1998 at a pay per view that I was ordering. You know, we'll, we'll go to that <laughs> when the time comes. But I, I, and one of the things I told myself was. Am I gonna do this? Are we gonna do this for real? Like, because if we're gonna do, you know, I, I need the proper accoutrements, and the proper accoutrements for any kind of event. For every Super Bowl, there needs to be some celery dip and wings. For every basketball event, there has to be a poster of uh, Michael Jordan and his Jays as you eat some Cheetos. I don't know. I just made that up. I don't think that's true, but I'm just saying that it's canon now. For any kind of, you know, for every wedding, there has to be a wedding cake. And for any time Charles has a pay per view, he needs a form of a, of a meal. And I had wanted to try this place out for a while because it had just opened up and I, I, I've heard of it. I just didn't know if it was going to be good. I didn't know if it was going to be bad, but I wanted to try it out. And I, you know, it's relevant that we talked about pizza. I don't like to think I'm a pizza snob. I just like to think that I know pizza that is good to me. And I don't know how you two feel about any kind of coal form of pizza. You can taste a little bit of difference, but really mm. it goes beyond more of how it's made. It goes beyond more of, you know, just is the, did you build the right kind of pizza? So with this particular place. Wait, did you say cold pizza? Coal. Coal fire. Coal. Coal fire. Oh, yeah. coal. 
I've never heard it as coal pizza. I've heard it as coal fired pizza. But... I, I kind of, th- I, I, I almost missed her. I'm like, do you mean frozen pizza? I'm like, oh, no, no, no. That's I've pizza. never had a tombstone pizza. If you remember in 1996, just, <laughs> what do you want on your tombstone? No, I, I just don't say coal fire because I thought everybody kind of would assumed what I meant by it because coal. Well, also when, when I'm listening here, coal almost kind of sounds like cold. Which Possibly I, too. I, I I love cold pizza, by the way. And, and cold pizza is good too. We we those are the special kind of pizzerias that you hold on to forever. But I've had Anthony's coal fire pizza. I've had Mondo's pizza, but I never had Blaze pizza. And so I ordered on this Blaze pizza, um, robust sauce, melted cheese, mozzarella, ah. um, pepperoni. And chicken with, and this is where I was a big fan of it, because I didn't know they can give me this option. So I was like, by all means, tell me more. With a drizzle of Frank's Red Hot Sauce. And I got to say, I was expecting something to saucy. I was expecting something to, I'm, I'm salivating about now. I was expecting something too spicy. I got some sweet ass pizza out of it, boys. It was, I don't know what they do, but I think they kind of like butter both the crust and the bottom of the pizza but it was really good i got a large for like 20 bucks and it's about eight slices there a little bit with the fan i i thought it was very good very tasty i killed like four slices myself because when i go in i i go in guys because what do i do i buy for now and later essentially but very sweet very good tasting the pepperoni was good i, I like the option of building my own pizza i've had other, i've had like my pie pizza and that didn't last long where i lived because you know the pandemic and it just kind of hit the wrong time but Cold pizza, coal fired pizza, you know, for me being the heathen that I am. Um, I don't do it like because sometimes I feel it's a little bit more pricey. It really is. And I'm not saying that I'm pizzaing on a budget. You guys know me. I pay for quality food, but sometimes I can get a good pizza on a Monday, Tuesday for like eight bucks without having to go to the American staples that we had discussed. Uh, you know, to, to catch up for Andrew, it was Pizza Hut, Domino's, Little Caesars. I said Sabaro's is Americana pizza because there's always one in the mall, but that's debatable. But I don't go to the mall anymore. Um, but I enjoyed it. I don't know if you guys have had it. I don't know if it's a staple in South Florida. I'm just going to give them the shout out here. I know it's around. I know it's a franchise. Would I get it again? Debatable. I mean, 20 bucks for eight slices of pizza because I'm an economics kind of guy is, you know, a little steep. And also I had it delivered, so that's probably why I had like a little bit of the taste in my mouth about the price I was paid, but I was lazy and I was trying to handle some other stuff, but they do get some good recommendation from me. I thought your foods was tasty and I would do it again. And they have variety and specialties, but I just, for the first time, I think the best time for the first time is to build your own because you want to see if it's at least good quality and then you can go into any kind of like specialty pizzas that they make. I'm surprised I almost said Hungry Howie's is Americana because it is trash. I said it. Um, but Blaze Pizza, we like it. It's tasty. I probably get it again, but I'll probably just pick it up and go. Save myself a little bit of the gas and delivery prices. But I liked it. Um, definitely sweet, and that's what surprised me. Anytime you get a Frank's Red Hot Drizzle, pop it in like that. Mm. Promo code, not Hungry Howie's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and there's a sports connection. LeBron James is an investor in this. So there oh. you go. Now I feel dirty. <laughs> okay. Well, so we're we're sports? on. Yeah, let's let's actually talk about sports, Andrew. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we're only gonna have room for because we're at an hour thirty six now. We're just gonna have room for college football and wrestling, which is fine, right? Let's do it. Let's go. So, uh, 
you were on a conference call once more. So what's what's the dealio with college football? Because things have gone down. Things have gone down. Things continue to go down. It's like this. It's not like things have gone down. Things have been down, and they continue to go down, right? Yes, sir. Uh, so anyway, I was on the conference call like I am every week. Um, with the after the college football playoff uh, ranking show that started at seven, they have a a post ranking show. Sorry, uh, my mind is about a half second behind where I should be. Um, anyway, so CFP ranking show. Um, uh, they have a teleconference after that. The rankings, quite interesting. Um, you got Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, Wake Forest, Baylor, Ole Miss, Oklahoma, BYU, Wisconsin, Texas A&M, Iowa, Pittsburgh, San Diego State, NC State, Arkansas, UTSA, Utah, Houston, Mississippi State. Okay, so ask me questions. What do you want to know about this, anything in college football? Well, well, I want to touch on this briefly because then I want to get to the big news. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, is there any sort of for you personally? Is there like, uh, like, oh gosh, darn it! I mean, my beloved Bearcats. You know, how how's this affecting them? And and <laughs> well, I mean, I I have a side by side here right now of what would be the simulated BCS rankings. Uh, which were what were used from 1998 to 2013. Um, you know, I I didn't like BCS. I thought it didn't give schools much representation. But ultimately what it was was actually just it was few too few teams, but the ranking system itself was fine. Um, it's just it, 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 there were too few teams. It was two instead of I think there should be at least 16, but I digress. Um, Cincinnati is ranked third in the simulated BCS. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm surprised with how high the committee is ranking Cincinnati. Because this, the committee obviously has a grudge against g5 schools group of five schools and maybe not a grudge but they view them as inherent less, bias yes right it's a significant bias against those schools i mean i mean if you look at the bcs there are one two three four five six g5 schools there are one two, three, four in the CFP committee. But then also you have Cincinnati at three in the BCS. You have them at five in the committee. You have an undefeated UTSA at 18 in the BCS. You have them at 22 in the committee. Um, so it's, it's just all over the place. Um so I'm, I'm, I'm surprised at how high they're keeping them because um, they have not played well the past couple of weeks. 
they've won all their games, obviously, and that's ultimately what matters. But they're playing it close against Tulane, South Florida. These are teams that they should be dispatching with ease. Um, and again, it's a double standard. A, a, a Power 5 school like Alabama plays a close game. They, they beat Florida by, I think, a field goal, and it was a gutsy win. Um, the same Florida team that almost lost to Samford, and Samford put up 42 points on them in the first half alone. Um, FCS Samford, not Stanford, not the school out in California. Samford, Samford. Um, and Samford, I think, put 52 up on Florida. I mean, the fact that they didn't win was remarkable because Florida ultimately had to put up 70 to beat them. But anyway, so that's a gutsy win. But then Cincinnati kind of having a weaker game against South Florida is seen as a sign of weakness for most people. So the fact yeah. that they still have them in the same place. They're, is they're, they're lucky to be there, basically. Quite impressive. Mm. Although Gary Barta on the phone call said that they are rock solidly in place in five, which can be seen as a blessing and a curse. Because the blessing is that doesn't mean they're about to get jumped by Michigan, Michigan State, like a lot of people thought could happen. Um. You know, a lot of conspiracy theorists are thinking that Notre Dame might end up jumping Cincinnati because right now you've got a situation where in number six is Michigan, number seven is Michigan State, but Michigan State beat Michigan and is still ranked lower than Michigan, um, which makes zero sense. This is why I titled this episode "College is Dumb." <laughs> um. So a lot of people are thinking, and quite honestly, I would not be surprised if this ended up happening. That's Michigan. That under the right circumstances, Notre Dame could maybe walk its way above Cincinnati. Um. I think the committee is going to do whatever it can to to over. right to keep them out because look who your top four are: Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State. Georgia, Alabama and Ohio State are they met in the championship last year. Alabama's basically been in the playoff every fucking year. Um, Georgia is Georgia. They've been in the national championship a couple of times. Um, you know, that would be, be a great rematch uh, ratings wise if Georgia and Alabama were to play again because the last time they played in the national championship, um, that was the, the beginning of the, the legend that was to a tongue of Vailoa. Because he came in <laughs> in the second half to replace Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah, Georgia was Georgia was going yeah, to win Dolphins. that game if Nick Saban doesn't swap so, Tungavailoa in for Hurts. So, so because so, uh, I don't want to hear about Tua. 
because I hear enough about that in local sports radio here. <laughs> so, um, okay, so let's get to the other news because uh, our alma mater is dead. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What's, there's a lot of things happening. There are a lot of things happening. Um, so I'll, I'll do a quick breakdown. Because like, you got the movements, but Middle Tennessee State didn't decide to move to right. a different conference, and so so Conference USA, where where uh, FIU is right now, is on life support. Currently, the the league, the conference has fourteen teams. Nine of them are leaving by twenty twenty three. Six of them are going to the American Athletic Conference to replace. Uh, Houston, UCF, and Cincinnati, they're going to the Big 12 uh, to replace Oklahoma and Texas that are going to the SEC. You, you love, you gotta, I mean, it sucks for the sport because all the money is being condensed into one conference. But damn, if it isn't incredibly exciting and uh, fun to watch, like, oh, where are they gonna go? Uh, but anyway, so six teams going to the American Athletic Conference. Three are going to the Sun Belt Conference. Unfortunately for our beloved FIU, CUSA was originally seen as the stronger conference between the Sun Belt and CUSA. So FIU and FAU both jumped in 2013 from the Sunbelt CUSA to replace UCF. Uh, a few teams left from CUSA to go to the American Athletic Conference. So the CUSA pulled in some teams from the Sunbelt because that was the lower conference at the time. The fortunes have swapped now. So now the Sunbelt is the infinitely stronger, and as a result, they were able to poach a few of the teams. The problem is, see, Sunbelt is not exactly thrilled with FIU and FAU for kind of, you know, ditching out. So that kind of leaves FIU out in the lurch because they can't go to this bigger conference. It's like, it'd be like uh, trying to get back with your ex-girlfriend that you left. Um, it's like... Honey, I'm sorry. Please take me back. See, uh, Sunbell's like, fuck no. Um, so that leaves CUSA with five teams. There was a chance it was just going to be three with, like you said, Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee going to the MAC conference, but ultimately they decided to stay because money. Um, so now CUSA is bringing in four new teams. But FIU is in bad shape, and we're not even talking the conference realignment because, I mean, any look at FIU knew that something was up, that nothing, something's not quite right. A, a school of 55,000 students that are paying $16 a credit hour, up to 12 credit hours toward athletic fees. I did a did rough math. I put it at nine credit hours because some people take more than 12, some people take less. So I said like nine credit hours. It's about $8 million per semester coming in from the student body. 
into athletics. And that's an, and that makes up about half of their operating revenue. Um, I think I think they spent like fourteen million on the football last couple of years or whatever per year, not total. Um, which is pretty. It's actually the highest in the conference. So you're wondering how is a school that is spending relatively so much has Butch Davis, which ha who has a incredible legacy as a coach in college and NFL. They're located in Miami, which is the heart of arguably the the the, the heart of the heart of high school football. Even the bad players in Florida are much better than the best players in in most other states. It's insanity. That's just the state. But then when you go to Miami, you've got Book D. Washington, Chaminade, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. Like it goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, so how is a school with that much going for it, how are they a bottom dweller that hasn't won an FBS game since 2019? It's only been to five bowls in its 20-year history, and like, it makes no sense. Then we find out that the athletic director, Pete Garcia, who's been in since 2006, he decides to step down. And then we find out that Butch Davis is not going to be retained for next season. So like, okay, you know, uh, you know, not great what's going on, but I guess they need to clean house. But then Butch Davis talks to Brett McMurphy of Action News. I forget what it's called. Yeah. Um, Yes, and I read, um, uh, I guess, in front of the show, Eric Davis's article, uh, or I Eric Henry, right? Eric Henry, sorry. Eric Henry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I was thinking of the baseball player. Uh, so um, I, I read his article about that specific interview, and it's, it's uh, hard truths, hard truths. It's it's more than it's more than hard truths. It's more than hard truth. It's it's unforgivable. I mean, look, there there's one thing to be said about you know you know kind of overlooking the program. That's that's happened before. There are many schools that neglect their football programs. I mean, and maybe not neglect, but they don't treat it. They don't treat it with the same amount of TLC as their other programs. I mean, look at Vanderbilt. They have an incredible baseball team and they're funneling a ton of money into them, but their football team sucks. Um, they're working on it. They're putting in new facilities now over the next couple of seasons. Um, so, but when you start to hear that they're using 10 year old shoulder pads when they should be replaced. What, what is this, Bishop Sycamore? <laughs> Man. I, I, I made that same parallel. It, apparently, shoulder pads, shoulder pads are supposed to be replaced every five years, which makes sense because. 
a lot of football players play for five years and then they're gone. So I'm, I'm sure they, you know, were, I'm sure that they share, you know, there's one guy that leaves and then another guy who's the same size. I get that. But five years, you know, it's like they say you're supposed to replace your mattress after 20 years, whatever. Um, but then when Butch Davis arrives in 2017, they're working with 10 year old shoulder pads. And there was no, there was no indication that they were going to replace them. That's, that's a major safety hazard. I mean, it's not as bad as say, you know, no new helmets, but Shoulder pads are just as important. And they say shoulder pads, but also protects the chest and the back. So to have 10-year-old shoulder pads, and, and look, they got rid of them, but only because they were getting hand-me-downs from Mississippi State, who were getting rid of them after, guess what, five years. Luckily, one of the assistants at FIU knew a guy at Mississippi State, and they said, sure, we'll give you our old shoulder pads for free. Otherwise, they'd be working on, and then bear in mind, those are five-year-old shoulder pads in 2017. 2017, yeah. 18, 19, that's five seasons later. We are five seasons that's later. We're years. back to where we started, 10 mm -hmm. years. And again, there's no indication that they would be replacing them again. Uh, you know, you know, and I made this jokingly. I'm like, it's just, it's just, we should just shut down the football program and just make a hockey team. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Um, I, was like, I sure as hell will make sure that they have updated equipment. <laughs> I will run I the mean, hockey team. It's, it's just, it's. I mean, honestly, for if, Division One in South Florida, it's like. Wow, right? There are high school there are literal, literal high school facilities here that have better stuff than they do at FIU. It it's absolutely true. It's it's a hundred percent true. I mean, I've been to I've been to Heck, you've seen FAU's facilities. I ha I have seen FAU's facilities. And FAU started virtually the same time as FIU. They both started I think one of them was in 2001 and the other was 2002 and I don't remember which, but it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's virtually the same. Um, they play in the Shula Bowl. It's uh, like Eric Henry said in a, in a tweet, it's the UCF and South Florida are like FAU and FIU. They're very close in geographic proximity. They started at the high level of FBS at around the same time. I mean, UCF started its program in 1979, but it didn't make it to the top echelon until 1996. USF started its program overall, I think, in 97. Um, and made it to the FBS level like a year or two later. So we're talking like year or two difference here between... UCF, USF, same thing with FAU and FIU. Look at UCF. 
we have an indoor practice facility. We have an on-campus stadium. We have, I mean, and a lot of this is thanks to George O'Leary because he put the thing into overdrive because before we were playing at least 30 minutes away at the Citrus Bowl, our uh, athletics offices were mold and all that jazz, but they built a new athletics office in 2003. The indoor practice facility in 2005. They built the on-campus stadium in 2007. And I know everyone says it's a rust bucket, and yes, it is rusting. But that's the fault of the people who built it because they didn't do enough mold remediate uh, rust remediation. Um, and they say, "Oh, it's going to collapse because so, it bounces." So, so um, but so, but look where UCF is going. But they're yeah. going to the Big Twelve conference, right? And USF is not. And look at FAU because, and I, you know, I went to both schools, right? So, um, they, and I was there when their stadium was like opening, right? Right. Uh, their their stadium opened facility. in 2011. Yeah. Their stadium opened in 2011. And get this F, FIU opened their stadium in 2008, but to call it opening is where is. <laughs> understatement or overstatement (laughs) it's an overstatement because let me explain why fiu fau stadium was brand spanking new it was yeah new everything fiu stadium had really been existence since 1995 and really all they did was move uh, remove the the uh, athletic track around the field Mm -hmm. and move some of the seats in so it wasn't a three-sided continuous seating with one really odd looking area it was one continuous seating area now that's virtually it um yeah fau stadium is by and large like it it, it's a legitimate facility right and it's 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 not it's not just a bunch of um aluminum metal bleachers it's you know actual seats it's it you know colored seating with the all the with the the blue and the red with the owls logo in the seats. They got the big giant press box, and I think from the pre- you can see the, the, you can see the, the ocean from the press box, right, all the way up yes, there. You can. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's it's a whole thing. And, and and let me let me say this. So it's on campus too. So yeah, it is on technically campus. FIU Stadium is ha- like a part of it's on campus and part of it's not right technically. Because it was ten Miami Park. Yes, but they so, have like it's an easement or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but still, them. it's still not real. <laughs> right. It's it's not really. It's like half on campus, half half off campus. Yeah. Um, but FAU Stadium was built and designed by the same people that did UCF Stadium, and honestly, I think they did it better than UCF Stadium because they have the colored seats. Um. And I mean that's that's a four year di- that's like a four year difference. UCF started planning our stadium in two thousand five. They started theirs in two thousand nine. It was UCF stadium, but better. Um, so this is and this has been a huge the people, that, the people that harangue UCF for oh it's a rust bucket it's you know a bunch of metal it's a glorified high school stadium. Not really. It's actually a really nice stadium. But the other thing is, it's 
there. It's on campus. And they actually built the damn thing and built it well. FIU's thing is a piece of shit. Um, yeah, it's, it's, and not, it's, it's not. Their facilities are, and again, their facilities are so behind FAU in spite of the fact that FAU is virtually the same age. Like I've been and to FIU has a larger athletics operating budget. Yeah. It, it, it's still very much when, when I go to FIU, it still feels like all of it still feels temporary, which is bad. <laughs> like uh, I went to the MLS team, uh, enter Miami stadium there. And that is, it's, you know, renovated facility and all that stuff. Uh, well, they tore it down and built something new, but it still feels like it, it's it's made to be their practice facility. It's made to be their, I guess, minor league uh, teams facility. But it still feels like it has a purpose. It's a temporary home for the main team, but it's still serviceable for everything that they have. Whereas when I go to FIU State, I'm like, like all of it feels temporary even the design of it right oh it's designed to expand like good luck with that (laughs) here's the other thing ucf stadium was designed to expand they built it at forty-five thousand. they knew that expecting a school that was a couple of years removed from an from zero and 11 and actually lost i think 17 games straight they knew they couldn't build a 60,000 seat stadium and expect it to be filled. But at the same, and at the same time, building a 60,000 seat stadium is going to be expensive. So they built, UCF built it knowing we are going to expand this someday. They, you can see the footprint of where things would go. It's, it's quite obvious, but they built it, say they built it with the intent of expansion, but they also built it, so that it, if it wasn't expanded, it would still work. It would still be a good stadium. So, okay. But just, so, like, just like FAU. I mean, you can see these, there's one section that's disconnected from the rest of the lower seating bowl. Mm-hmm. They could obviously connect that. Um, yeah, it's like the entrance way to get into the place. Um, but it's, it, it, it works as a stadium. So it so, so, because we're at we're at two hours now. Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, well, so what's the other bit of news before we uh, just that you want to talk about before we move forward? I mean, Miami fired or he didn't fire; he stepped down right there. Athletic director that happened. Um, Blake James. Some people are thinking that the writing's on the wall for Diaz now. Um, Manny forever. <laughs> Manny forever. Oh, gosh. But I, I will say this, and again, putting my tin hat on conspiracy theory time, I I want someone, who knows, Miami Herald, the Sun Sentinel, whatever. I want someone to dig into the books at FIU to see where is all of that money going. Ooh. And you're putting on the tinfoil hat. Where's our tuition going? Oh, Charles is going to be mad. Because <laughs> Charles does not like to waste his money. Because... Well, there's many things to say. <laughs> if, if you have $14 million as your operating budget for football alone, surely you would think you could spend a, f- a couple of... Uh, you could spend shoulder pads like, what, 
two, three hundred. Seriously, I, I, you know how many Rice Krispie treats I bought at the freaking vending machine at FIU? <laughs> Where is like, that going to? At $14 million, you could at minimum get new helmets every year. Uh, not new helmets, new shoulder pads. Um, they're using uniform templates that are nine years old. If you have such a good working relationship with Adidas, you can upgrade your uniforms more than every decade. Um, you know, usual lifespan, I think, is like five years before a team either redesigns. They get, and It's not just the uniform design. It's the template of the uniform. It's the way that the uniform is made. There's a difference between the design of the uniform and the uniform template. Um, they're still using the same template since for nine years, which is a long, long, long time. Um, so I want to know where that money is going. You know, is Garcia lining his pockets? Did Garcia line his pockets? Did why didn't President Rosenberg fire Garcia? 10 years earlier when he fired uh, Mario Cristobal. Like, is, does Garcia have dirt on Rosenberg and the board of trustees? So they wanted to keep him on. So he was basically blackmailing them. I don't know. Is I like this. Is Rosenberg, <laughs> is the board of trustees of Rosenberg it's getting saucy. their pockets lined? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I want to find out because I feel like I possessed Andrew because usually I'm the one with the conspiracy theories. <laughs> but it makes no sense. Fourteen million dollars a year. Sense. Where the hell is that money? Yeah, where, where'd that money go for playing at Marlins Park? Yeah, where'd all that go? I it, it, I hope there's an investigative. I mean, you you remember like when we were at the stadium with Doug. Like, we were commenting on the grass and how crappy that looked, you know? Like, all of it. The... It's my my friend stadium. That is a glorified high school stadium, not UCF stadium. Mm -hmm. You should attend a law school. Ooh! Eh. <laughs> okay, rant over. Okay. Yeah. That. The, well, we laid into our alma mater there. So... All right, Andrew. Uh, I guess, yeah, we're at two hours and six minutes, so I guess we're, we're going to have to cut it here. Anyway, we'll, we'll just go to the cage, right? Well, shall we? Shall we go? Do it. You guys, just real quickly before going to the cage, I've spent the last 20 minutes of Andrew's rant in like a message war with all my friends of how I think this Spider-Man movie is just made for Marvel simps. And I have never been attacked at all in my life like this harder than anything else I've said controversial in my time. And I think I need a support group to <laughs> die on that hill that um, I'm not excited for this movie now. Oh, and you are not excited it. for this movie? I wasn't really excited to begin with because Charles hates multiverse. Yeah. I think multiverse is a cop-out. I think, I, I think really it is a cop-out, especially given the events of how Far From Home ended. And I think personally, Marvel has dropped the ball in Spider-Man in and of itself, but I am comparing it to Spider-Man 2, 1 and 2, so it's always tough, and even to a degree, the Marvel Spider-Man games. Um, I don't care for the Amazing Spider-Man, but 
I'm seeing a lot of people, a lot of haters, a lot of haters who just because their old Disney overlord says jump, they say how high. And if there's a and if there was a uh, NC-17 rating I can give, I'll say that off air. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, yeah, I will settle for anything, won't you, from Disney and your masters. Um, anywho, welcome to your... <laughs> Welcome right here, Weekly Truplex the Cage with Charles. Remember, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a stage fight. It is a, a, a ballet. It is a song and a dance. It is about women and men being the holy hell out of each other, chasing glory, chasing championships. Man, I'm still depressed. I, I took a couple of whoppers there in this group chats. That I mean, It's not one. It was like several gentlemen. Um, anybody else is listening. But it, it's about people trying to establish their legacies, chasing goals, being a little bit different, being a little alternative, trying a little bit different, right? If, if someone's saying, would you like to try some escargot, and you're like, I don't really like snails, you're going to try the escargot because life is about adaptation, evolving, and elevation, trying things, unless you're allergic to shellfish like my good buddy Francisco. And fellas, lots of stuff going on wrestling, and we're going to kind of condense a little bit. Nothing really that I want to comment on impact. New Japan... I'm right. I like it. It's okay. We already know what we're talking about. Will Ospreay's back, and he said, hey, I'm night two Wrestle Kingdom. I'm going to challenge, um, you know, whoever is the winner of night one of Wrestle Kingdom for my title back. So we're already setting that groundwork in there. That's what I'll come out. I also say it's a stage fight. If I didn't say wrestling is a stage fight. Um, Ring of Honor, they're going to try to have final battle. Poop, poop, poop. But let's go on a bigger news because we're going to split to AEW and WWE. Charles ordered a pay-per-view. Holy crap, I don't remember the last paper that was ordered in my household that was wrestling except for Starcade 97 WCW. That was in December. I don't even know if we actually paid for that. We scrambled it. Um, but, you know, pay-per-views were kind of expensive. I have been spoiled. So we'll talk about that. That'll be the last thing we talk about in wrestling. But this week is WWE's comments. It's Survivor Series, boys. Battle of the Brands. SmackDown versus Raw. NXT is apparently non-existent these days. Vince kind of forgot about that two years ago. They only cared about it when they first launched because, hey, they were going against AEW Dynamite. Now, now it's just dying a slow, creeping death, so it doesn't matter. It's going to go at TV14. Interesting, right? Very interesting. However, there has been, like, no build. The three years I've been on the show, every time we get the Survivor Series, we're always kind of hyping up a little bit. And be like, oh, you know, it's Raw versus SmackDown versus Bragging Rights. But throughout the years, they've kind of lost that a little bit because it doesn't matter because you don't have storylines that are going to be generating the crossover this year. You don't have general managers, which I think kind of matters because at least in the world of football, look, we're actually going to talk about sports for a second. You go have Robert Kraft and Jerry Jones instead of talking about which, you know, prostitute they're with, <clears throat> throwing some shade. Um, they're basically going to be talking, my team is better than your team because all these rings, you know, there's something about an ownership or a general managership, at least you can say that. They did that two years ago when it was like Shane McMahon and Stephanie McMahon. Right, kind of throwing things out. Daniel Bryan, you know, on the SmackDown side, all this stuff, McFoley on Raw, Kurt Angle on Raw. This year's nothing. You got Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville playing both sides. I feel like they're Mac. We're like, I'm playing both sides. And so what happens, I win. You have no stakes in this. What, what would be a stake? You just have whoever's on the winning team of the men's or the women's get number one contender shots to all the championships. Why? Because it gives the champion, whoever respected brand that is that's winning, Five new contenders to kind of re-level up the main event, the mid-card event. It's just one of those things. And I've been doing kind of a lot of like last-minute drama. Raw and SmackDown both had changes where they've had Bobby Lashley come back, kill Ray Mysterio, kill Dominic Mysterio. So Bobby Lashley, which we love Bobby Lashley, follow us on the Twitter, 
comes in, he takes a spot. And then you have Austin Theory, who didn't really beat anybody or anything, gets a spot. And then Sami Zayn is taken away from a spot. Um, and they haven't even announced his replacement yet. And they only just had the crossover build now where the Usos came in a big up, beat up Big E, who's part of the New Day, but he's the only guy in Raw for the New Day. Whereas on SmackDown, Roman Reigns has been feuding with Xavier Woods. And, you know, he's part of the New Day because he's now King Woods. So it's like Big E's going to go against Roman because that's how Survivor Series goes. You have champions going against champions most of the time. And then you'll have five-member teams going against each other in like a big 10-man, 10-woman multi-match. I don't care about Survivor Series, to be very frank with you. I always feel that it makes no sense to kind of talk about brand supremacy anyway when you're all part of the same conductive unit. And if you're where you should build it for more than like three months, I think that's really how you can kind of get it going. Especially considering the fact that you just have the draft. So some of the people that are on Team SmackDown were really just on Team Raw about a month ago at best so they should have this sense of conflicted drama right it kind of makes sense this isn't this isn't like my brother sam is dead which is a callback book from the days when we were youngins about you know the uh, the american revolution and everything like that where you know families are split up fighting the british and you know americas and all that stuff the colonials whatever you want to call it we're not here for history lessons or literature i'm just giving you snippets if you have a, like a seven-year-old child have them read that you don't even get that kind of conflict or that drama oh what am i gonna do what are we going to do here, right? It's just whatever. I think the better portion of it, of literally what you could have done is you just do a draft pool and you just say, you, 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 on my team, you, you, or you could have Dominic Mysterio or Ray Mysterio go against each other on separate teams. Build other things. I kind of like the idea of champion versus champions, but here's the problem. At some point, someone's got to lose and the titles aren't being defended. So you're going to have like the mid, I don't even know if you're having the mid-card titles defended because Shinsuke doesn't defend the title anymore. It's not even defending, just like showing up. Um, tag titles, you got Mark Bro versus the Usos. You got Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, which I'm going to like because they've been talking some mad shit in real life. And they just can't been playing it out. So I do believe that animosity, but I wish they would have used that to, to kind of merge and unify the women's title. And then you have Big E versus Roman. So here's the problem. Roman Reigns is who, guys? He's our tribal chief. He's the big dog. He's the one who reigns supreme. Big E just got his championship cashing in on Bobby a couple months ago. Beat Drew. Has a good feud going on with Kevin Owens who might be leaving, which would be sad because I don't know what his ceiling is in AEW. He'll be pushed to the top. But the problem is when you sign everybody, not every not every hungry dog can get a bone. But if you have Big E lose, here's my problem. Then you really just kind of say that he's just – compared to Roman and you can't do the same thing that you did last year when Roman was building up so strong and Drew was also strong as a champion and what they did was they kind of had this whole thing where there was too much disqualification or interference going on and Roman low blowed Drew and he choked him out and I feel like we're going to get kind of like a similar ending here when it's Roman versus Biggie because Biggie obviously needs this Roman has been champion for a year plus and he has just been so good, in my opinion. I don't really care what the haters have to say. Um, I have loved top to finish from the matches that he's actually wrestling to the hype matches where it's just more show than actual wrestling like he was with Cena and even to a degree Brock. Um, but with Biggie, he's the one that needs it because that WWE Championship has no credibility right now. And I'll tell you why. I'll explain to you why. When Roman won the title, the Universal Belt, at SummerSlam last year, 
or not SummerSlam, I'm sorry, Payback. It was a triple threat, and he came in last minute, and then he speared Braun Strowman, and it was whatever. So The Fiend lost his belt. But Roman at least has had a year. So it wasn't even like a clean win that Roman got, but Roman's had like a year plus to beat everybody. And some do TV with interference, and some do TV clean. And when you do all that, you build and establish the credibility of being the best. He's not like the Parasophilos, whatever his name is, Nikola Jokic, who's just <laughs> a, you know, hey, we have nobody else, but this is our MVP kind of thing. This is a Steph Curry MVP where you ain't just going to do it. You know, back to back, you're going to go to the finals. You're going to put some, you're, you're going to build that franchise orders. That's actually the best explanation I can give you of what it means to be MVP because plenty of people win MVP. They don't do anything. I'll tell you right now, Steve Nash didn't do anything with his MVPs. Straight up. Barry didn't do anything with MVPs. LeBron did. <clears throat> I was just saying. Um, but <laughs> you're building into it, you know. And then you have Biggie. Biggie just won the belt. He had a sex a successful title offense against Bobby Lashley in a steel cage, and then he beat Drew. But we're talking about its infancy of at least two months. So Biggie really needs that win because it helps kind of championship to be on the universal level. And that's how you should really have it. And that's the consequences of these Survivor Series matchups when you have champions versus champions when you really think about it. Because if you want Raw to be a brand that people watch and you want SmackDown to be a brand that people watch individually or connected, you don't want them to kind of delegate which title is more important if all things relative are supposed to be good. And now we have played ourselves into a problematic situation where we're saying these exhibition matches matter. Um, but really what happens is, is that when we put the two big titles, the two main titles on the respective brands, someone's not going to look good. So I think you hurt both champions. Roman right now is untouchable, but if it was somebody else, I think you would have that similar effect. A couple of years ago, they did, I think two years ago, what they did was the main titles, they had defended. They didn't have the champions going against each other. I think that's a logical thing you should do. Everything else is fine. You have the mid-card titles going against each other. It's like in boxing and UFC where you just go say, hey, interim, or you have a super super middleweight, super lightweight, whatever, just going against each other, just making catch weight. And the tag team titles too. Tag teams, you can do exhibitions. I don't think it hurts anybody in that sense. Uh, but I think what your main – because no one who looks at the tag team championship press – no, I'm sorry, I'm rephrasing because there were some English words that were said, but I just jumbled everything. There's no one who looks at the wrestling brand for the WWE as like the most important title on the brands, whether it's the SmackDown or the Raw tag team championship. So you can have those two champions go against each other. It's just bragging rights, right? But I, I think it's a dangerous game to do that with um, – your, your Universal Championship or your WWE Championship. And why is the Universal Championship also going to win? Because it's it's SmackDown, and that's on Fox, and even my dogs are going crazy on it. They're like, Roman, how dare you talk trash about him, Charles? But Fox paid that big money, so no matter what, you're going to have people to kind of go from there. But what is Charles' predictions? I won't give every in-between, because i got to talk about a bigger problem with AEW, and I want to be cognizant of our time, but I predict that because it happens every single year, and it's going to keep going this year that Raw itself, whatever the smoke and mirrors numbers are, because they haven't fully announced the card because WWE likes to do this stuff. They'll announce everything fully on a Friday. Yeah, Raw will come out with the overall wins. I think Roman wins, obviously. I think <coughs> Becky versus Charlotte's going to end in a, a contest because, bless you, because that Vince likes to be cheap. I think men's Raw... Um, I think men's Raw's wins because their whole thing is like our whole thing was collectively of like all these champions, former champions, and they replace some people on there. He's going to look great. 
I think the Usos win the SmackDown uh, match or for SmackDown side. And I don't, they haven't announced, to my knowledge, of what I checked up on, if they're going to do Shinsuke Nakamura, who's the Intercontinental Champion, versus Damian Priest, who's the U.S. Champion. But if they did, they'll probably give it the Priest to kind of keep him going. But Raw will kind of level that out if the math is correct in my head, because I'm just kind of shooting from the hip here. But at the end of the day, Survivor Series is the runway pay-per-view. It really is. It's considered a big four, but... Nothing's really come of like any. It's my least favorite pay per view of the big four, to be honest with you, because I like me some of that Royal Rumble. I love me some of that WrestleMania. SummerSlam can usually be good, even though this SummerSlam was piss poor. But, you know, WWE's got some competition. Yeah, got some competition. Because we're going to segue into this. Charles mm-hmm. spent some money. Yep. But, you know, Vince knew that I was hauling around on him. He's like, wait a second. You mean to tell me you watch someone else's pay per view? I'm like, yeah, because, you know, you, yeah, I got to get a little joie de vivre in my life, man. You know, a, a little bit of inspiration into my soul and all the other French words that I kind of know, but I don't know off the hand to kind of say that I need some inspiration in my life. Find me another word, the other words besides joie de vivre. There's another one coming into it. I don't know. Well, we'll go into it. I was watching Beauty and the Beast the other day. That's why I came to mind. However, AEW had full gear. We talked about it last time. We, we had talked about it even on the show. I was like, I think I'm going to pay money for this. Because the card in, in this program, this this organization has been around for two years, and they finally got me to the point. I'm like, I, I think I got to shell out some cash, guys. And I'm like, fifty dollars is kind of steep. And I was, we were on the eleventh hour. We're in the chat. And we're like, do I do this? And I was like, my other friends, like, do I do this? And they're like, oh, 50 bucks, man. That's a couple games. Fifty bucks, man. That's that's a good meal. And but you guys were like, fifty bucks. You've been talking about doing it. And I was like, like, yeah, we do it because that blaze pizza was already ordered. So I'm like, we're gonna do it, and we're gonna do it. <laughs> Je ne sais quoi. That's the other French word I'm thinking. Um, sorry, Vince. It's the way it has to go. But I was like, all right, let's do it. So the card itself, I was like, I decided for the only two matches I wasn't really stoked for was the women's match and then the Minneapolis street fight. But I gotta tell you, fellas, it Vince McMahon. Basically, try to sabotage. He's like, you pay five dollars a month for Peacock. Why wouldn't you want to do this? I'm like, Vince, I just want to. You know, there's some wrestlers that you let go there on this card. I, I want to see. I'm invested. I, I don't watch Dynamite regularly, but I'm always up to date. Plus, Eddie Kingston, CM Punk. You guys know I'm about that. Y'all know I, I have harassed the two of you in the chat. You know, with, with this this man Eddie Kingston just going on CM Punk and tell him go back and leave for another seven years. We don't want you. I'm like, I'm invested into it because wrestling is also what a soap opera. What was the other soap opera stories? Adam Hangman Page and his opportunity for the AEW Championship against his former tag team partner. They were tag team champions, part of the elite. Uh, Kenny Omega. I live for that. I just watched General Hospital as a kid, man. I'm like, you know, I'm about this. The telenovelas. I'm about this. I got to do this. Why can't life be simple? Why? Why? Why can't? Why can't I just <laughs> order it and go from there? No, so I'm like, I want to watch it on a big 50 inch TV that's outside. And Samsung's like, oh, okay, you can order it through your fire or the Fire Stick or whatever, or, or one thing. Or another. It was my Fire Stick. With Fire Stick with Amazon, you have to download the Bleacher Report app to watch the pay per view and order it through Amazon. I order it. I'm like, 50 bucks, let's do it. I order it at 752. I'm thinking it's all going to be fine. Because the other option was to use Sling, but Sling, you only get like a one time view within the 24 hour period. But I think Bleacher Report, if you order it from there, you can watch it as many times as you want. You own it. I'm like, cool. I, I can get behind that. This will help me if I start accumulating the list of wrestling matches throughout the year. And, buddies, something happened where I purchase it. It becomes confirmed receipt. And I go to watch it 
and it says, oh, you have to purchase it. I'm like, all right, maybe it'll work. And I try to do it again. It's like, oh, you already own this item. And then it's like 8.02. I'm starting to panic a little bit because I've heard that Bleacher Report doesn't work that well on the apps and stuff like that. I'm like, is it them? To save us time, I was on two hours of customer support because <sighs> when I say mom didn't raise no punk ass, mm. she, but she did raise an obstinate human being. And that's probably how I got through law school by pure rage and the need of accomplishing my goal. I am Kid Icarus going to the sun, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to sun. Damn it. I don't care if my wings about. I'll find a backup. I'm going to get a rocket launcher or blast up there, a jetpack, all this stuff. So I was going to go into some book allegories, but I don't want to spoil certain books with Dark Tower. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm Harry Potter. I'm getting that prophecy, Order of the Phoenix. But so I go to Bleacher Report. I call and then I go on live support and they're like, we don't have anything on the account. I'm like, why? What do you mean? I, I'm like sending them photographs of this shit. I'm like, look at this. I'm like, no, there's nothing on the account. There's nothing on the Amazon account. I'm like, what is this? Like, why don't you call Amazon? I'm like, okay, thank you. But I'm not a rude person. And the one thing I will tell people in life, because sometimes wrestling is also philosophical. Wrestling is also reflective life. When you don't know somebody and life's not going your way, whether it's because you just can't get a pay-per-view to enjoy a slice of pizza and watch when you pay $50 in tax, or if you're having some rough days. I do not believe that if you don't know anybody, you bring that energy that you're feeling inside. You know, I don't believe in karma or anything like that, but that's just being the universal law, being a dick, and you don't want to do that. Not, not in my eyes. So I'm like, okay, fine, thank you. And then I go to Amazon, and I'm like, yo, what up, man? What's going on here? Here's my digital purchase. Here's my thing. They're going from there. God, that was them not recognizing my email. Because what happened with the email was I didn't create an email to get it through Bleacher Report. It went through a phone first. So I thought it was just a mysterious thing. And then Amazon's like, oh, so this is fun facts for you guys, though. And I let the person at Bleacher Report know, the uh, customer support thing. If you order something from Amazon, depending on the banks, and they didn't take it out of my card, let's say they took it out of another card. It's a shared account. Like everybody else who does Amazon Prime, who pays individually when you can just share a family plan, right? Um, your banks will hold it and they will pend it. You'll keep it pending. And it might not be released until 4 24 hours later. And yeah. the difference between this and then ordering your kind of like movies or whatever rental is the fact that this is a live event. So, and what do you try to avoid with live events? Spoilers for wrestling. Really, it does. It doesn't. I can go late into a Monday night football game. I'm like, oh, you know, the, the Rams are frauds. That's great. I don't care. Because it's already a blowout. It doesn't matter, right? You don't watch. No one watches football start to finish just for a blowout unless it's their team, unless it's Super Bowl. Not a lot of people even watch, you know. I mean, Andrew's the only person I could think of that would stay at a sporting event for his Golden Knights if they were getting blown out 56-3 or if they were winning 56-3. Fair, Andrew? Is that correct? Only a few people have that level of dedication. I'm not that person. But when it comes to wrestling, I, I have to shut off all social media. I had to text a couple of my friends, like, no spoilers, please. Because if anything was spoiled, and, and you know what's bothering me? I was thinking I was missing also the good matches, too. So I'm like, I tell the guy at Amazon, I'm like, just cancel it. Just cancel the purchase, refund the money, go from there. And then 10 minutes go by, and I'm like, mom didn't raise no bitch. She raised an obstinate man, a fool. <laughs> the constant vision, constant vigilance, as Mad Eye Moody says in Harry Potter Goblet of Fire, which, you know what creeped me out about that, not to go on a thing? It was never Mad Eye who said it. It was Barry Crouch Jr. So here's Harry Potter taking this as reference, and even they referenced it in the five and six. I was like, but dude, Mad Eye never said that to you. It was Barty Crouch Jr., you demented human being. Uh, stuff like this keeps me up at night. Anyway, bringing it back into it. Um, so I ordered it just directly from Bleach Report on the website, 
put in my card information and just jack in my um, HDMI to my laptop to my TV. And I watched the remaining two hours. And I was so happy because the match I thought I was going to miss wasn't missed. I started with the two matches I didn't care about, which was Pac and Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black and Andrade. The story didn't make sense to me. They were all in their own separate feuds and they teamed up. And then the women's match was not so great. Um, but then they had Eddie Kingston, CM Punk, and then we had the um, we had the main event. And then what did I do? I watched the the part that I missed the first two hours yesterday. So now, as my big story, you know, uh, the Odyssey going into look, we're very we're very literate. You know, read kids, read. Get off the phone, get off TikTok, read a book, or listen to an audiobook. I'll let that slide. My overall thoughts: I liked it. I think it was worth the 50 I paid. Will I pay 50 again? I don't know, man. 50 is hard. You have to get the right card because every now and then, like we talk about Survivor Series and I only have to have 50 bucks, no, five bucks taken away from my my uh, my wallet compared to 50. And you add on the pizza that I paid, it's like $70 event going on there. I don't have anybody who watches AEW that wants to come over and watch a very sad boy over here, very sad. But the matches themselves... The, I got to tell you, the first two hours I missed, I wish I didn't miss them because those matches were baller. They were so good. They were entertaining. When I make my list of the year from everything cumulatively, there'll probably be a few of them that are referenced. Um, MJF versus Darby Allen was great. I mean, you know, if we're doing star ratings, it was like four and a half out of five for me. The storyline was great. Darby, who usually is portrayed as a glorified stunt guy, was really just doing Matt Technician. And how it ended, I liked it too um, because – MJF was really selling that knee. He was making it seem like he was paying, that he was going. It was just terrible. And then um, he brought in the skateboard to have Darby hit him with it. And then the ref took that skateboard. And when he turned away, MJF got brass knocks, hit him in the face, knocked him out, took him down, take over. They're going to continue that feud, obviously, but I liked it. Um, the other matches, the Lucha Bros versus FTR was good until the end. I didn't really like the ending unless it was purposely to continue the feud, which I think it was. Um very long story short, what happened was because I, I can't belabor you guys like months of background history in the short amount of time. But one of them was wearing a mask. One of the guys who don't wear a mask was wearing a mask to kind of make it like a bait and switch. So the illegal man got pinned. And in wrestling, you can't win if the illegal man gets pinned in a tag team match. But they're going to continue that feud. Rusev versus, uh, not a oh, while, wow, I'm going by the WWE names. I'm sorry, I apologize. Miro versus Brian Danielson was very good. Charles hated that ending. That was for the number one contendership for um, the AEW World Title Eliminator match. So whoever wins this got a number one title shot against the AEW champion. Great match. Very physical. We've been loving Miro lately. He has been feuding with God. You heard me correctly. It has been fantastic because he was the redeemer. He was God's favorite champion. That's the ego they propelled himself onto. And his promos were fantastic. He's like cursing God in his promos. He's like, you gave me a body of granite and a neck of sand because he had lost his TNT championship. So he's looking to redeem himself. He's going against the American da uh, Dragon, Brian Danielson. It ends with a top rope tornado DDT. And then Brian instantly puts him in a guillotine chokehold. And like not even half a second does the ref call the match. And I was so infuriated because they're like, he's knocked out. I'm like, Really? Like, you're going to do that off a determination of a half a second one from a DDT and then straight into the transition of a guillotine chokehold? You at least have to marinate a little bit, have Miro's body look lifeless like he's knocked out, like he just got planted by a Mike Tyson haymaker, but instead they just go straight for the belt. And I was so angry by that because I know they were trying to protect Rusev. I understand. I'm Miro, I apologize, Miro, if you're listening to us on Twitter. It's just tough sometimes when I think of you of one name, now you're back to another. But... It, it, it felt cheap. 
I didn't like that portion. It really hurt a match that was going to be like four, two, five for me down to like a three, five. Cause I'm petty like that. Um, super click versus Jurassic express with Christian. That was fine. That was a glorified spot fest. Cody and Pac, that tag team match. I didn't care about it. The women's match was slow. Ty Conti versus Britt Baker. It was all right. Whatever. The Minneapolis three, five was interesting, you know, enough. It was fun enough. The, Eddie Kingston, and we're going to get to the Hangman Page match because we see on the true things, but CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston was chef's kiss. It was like 12 minutes of two dudes just beating the shit out of each other. There was no wrestling lockups, no technical holds. That's how you do it. They made it into a blood feud. They made it into something that was like a like straight emotion. Before the bell even rang, Eddie Kingston, you know, like hit him with his little backhanded spinning um, back fist on CM Punk. Punk bled for Kingston. They were giving each other middle fingers. They're telling each other F off. Oh, it was so good. And, you know, there wasn't really like a lot of pins that were trying to mat wrestle. It was just straight up trying to beat each other. The promos were fire. And then it ends with the GTS going on. And then even CM Punk tries to do a John Cena reference with a five knuckle shuffle as like a middle finger because, you know, it's Punk. He knows how to get the crowd. Crowd was hot for it. Guys, the crowd was not just chanting CM Punk. They were counting, they were chatting uh, Kingston, which is what I told you guys. Oh, the last year, I was like, what if they do this? I feel like they're going to do it. It's going to be like WrestleMania with The Rock versus Hogan. Everybody's going to be on a split going for everybody. And it was just my chef's kiss. It was, I love it. it, it was a, I thought I was full from that pizza, but they gave me a little bit of that, that Eddie Kingston CM Punk love. And then we had the main event, Adam Hangman Page, Kenny Omega. I liked it. it. It wasn't the best match of the night. It didn't have to be. It had to be a match that makes sense. As you see from the Twitter feed, Page one, he beat Kenny. Kenny had been champion for a year. The story became complete. You got to remember this about Page. He was the first, he was the first contender, I guess, for the AEW championship because it was him and Jericho vying for that title when AEW was first established and he couldn't win it then. So you build a story of like, guy can't do it, guy can't do it, guy can't do it. Teams up with his tag team partner. They win the titles. Then they split. He wants to continue to be with his tag team partner. Tag team partner doesn't want to be with him. He eliminates him a year ago in the World Title Eliminator Contest. Then his guy ends up winning the title, turning heel, all this other stuff. And, and the fact that Paige's victory comes from his former tag team partner, his coronation is complete. Cowboy shit rocks on. There was really no interference. And I love like the final bits of stuff because there was physical. Paige tried to steal Kenny's own move and beat him with it. I was like, yeah, this is great. And they even kept um, the one wing angel protected because they didn't have Hangman kick out of it. They didn't have Kenny successfully land it. Now, when we say protected, it means that it's a move that's so important that no one kicks out of it kind of thing. Or rarely does anybody do it. But they didn't even attempt that, which I liked. At the very end, the Young Bucks came out. And Paige had told him the day before, if you try to interfere in this, I'm going to ruin you. But they came out. You thought there was going to be some schmoozy stuff because Dan Callis came out or Don Callis came out. And then Paige hit him. And then Nick and Matt just look at him and like, go ahead. And then came the double buckshot lariats and the one, two, three. And it felt good. It felt rewarding. It, you know, it, it's what wrestling's kind of be. It has to make you feel kind of way. So all out. Or not all. I'm sorry. Full gear. I liked it. I think all it's the next pay-per-view or was that the one prior? It's something's coming up. Would I buy another one? You really have to get a strong card. 50 bucks is up. AEW, Cody Rhodes, Tony Khan, because really Tony Khan's in charge. I will give you a proposition. I will pay you $120 a year. A whole year, if that allows me to see all the pay-per-views around there. Now, mind you, AEW only does, what, four pay-per-views a year? So um, that's $200, right? Or maybe they do more. I think they they might expand to a five. They, sometimes they do six. It's all in between because there's all out, double nothing, full gear, revolution. So that's four. But there's always room for expansion, right, folks? But I'll give you like $100, $120 a year. 
if that gives me complete access to all the pay-per-views. Very similar to WWE Network, except you're not bleeding cash. Vince doesn't care now because he paid all that money to NBC Peacock. So the $5 a month is really to them. Before that, remember, it was $10 a month for all the pay-per-view shows. I'm like, this is ridiculous, Vince. Because not only am I getting the pay-per-views that are from WWE, I'm also getting the NXT pay-per-views as well when they're up. And then I get the entire library. This is a ripoff for you, Vince. You're bleeding money. But since he sold off the Peacock, it's hurt. But Tony kind of hit me out. Because I cannot, in good faith, pay $200 completely. I, I can't do it, man. That That is so much. That is video games. That is TVs. That is car work that is clothing i have expensive taste I, I buy a lot i get a lot of haircuts man you know you gotta work with me here and also maybe the card's not gonna be great but if you put a flat fee whenever you do create that streaming service there's been some rumors that's going to be a going to be on hbo max but i think hbo max would just kind of be like what DAZN or fight tv does and just allow you to order through them just like the way they used to do for the boxing but i don't think you're gonna get the streaming services for new pay-per-views there it, it doesn't make sense because they're already burning cash anyway with all these shows and movies that they're putting on there and they're not getting invested for 15 bucks a month but tony if you do like AEW, you know streaming service 100 bucks a year flat fee i'll pay that out man and i get the library of all the matches watch some old dynamites watch some more rampages maybe or is it just the fast pass of pay-per-views i'd be interested in that i can give that to you i can't give you 50 bucks the whole time because then you're hitting me with tax and then i got my pizza at blaze or our non-sponsor and, and all this stuff it just kind of gets me but all around i'm glad i paid for it i'm i'm not surprised i had the technical difficulties because this is my life but Mama and Ray's a punk ass boys. Mama Ray is an obstinate man who is stubborn, hard headed, and you know, constant vigilance, as they say. That's all I got for you on the weekly on this cage. It was fun. Okay. All right, guys. So th- so that's it for, for this week's episode. I think we have about two more to go. Next week we got a show, then we have Thanksgiving, and then we'll be in December. And then we'll probably take our, our break. And yeah, so look forward to that in the future. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye-bye. Good night, y'all. Take care.